everybody and welcome back to the old moon podcast episode 14 we have made it this far oh my god oh my god uh, yeah Cow. actually Cow. crazy actually crazy that we have made it this far uh but the new expansion is finally here it's happening it's happening. Uh, it's happening. Uh, it happened. I am, yeah, I am Blue Squadron as always, and I am joined with my co-host here. Uh, we'll go with Jay first. Um, me first? Okay. Hi. Jay! <laughs> You're never ready. Hi, I'm Jay Coon, and I'm an Awakening Whistlewain with 760 gear score now, and I do a lot of endgame oh, content, such God. as Olin's The Dungeon, and now Boss Blitz. And welcome to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 14. Go ahead, Tiltus. And Tiltus. <laughs> and I'm Tiltus TV. Uh, he already introduced us into the podcast, so now I'm kind of weirded out. Like, uh, I, I upgraded. I look nice. I'm nice and he high looks death so much now. better. Yeah, he looks so oh much better. Look how good he looks. It's juice. I know. Uh-huh. But yeah, Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to say I'm a, uh, a, a content creator now, allegedly, um and full-time shot caller for the guild solace i do lots of pvp and uh i have been losing my mind over this new expansion okay can i just say that i feel like i sent out a memo that said the dress wear was casual and jay got that memo but then sent out his own memo and then and then jay sent out his own memo and said we needed to do formal but then reneged on his own but forgot to tell tiltus and so Tiltus is actually the one in the tux today, and Jay is all casual with me. This so, is not a tux. I don't. I, I might have a tux jacket in the closet. <laughs> I don't remember if I have it here or if my parents still have it for some reason. But you got some. You got some fancy schmanciness going on. All right. Well, uh, our featured art today comes to us from Dreamness, who drafted a very beautiful picture of the land of the morning light there, which is going to encompass. So uh, a good amount of our discussion uh, today. Uh, so the first thing I actually want to ask you is very similar to the art, is the aesthetics of the expansion. Okay? Yes, the art is very aesthetically pleasing. It looks beautiful, but good artists are like that. Do you guys like the aesthetics of the new expansion? Do you like like the feel and just the ambiance, the, the look of the new expansion and the thematic? Just, just separate everything else for now. We have to take this one bite at a time. Why don't we go tilt this first? Um, so I was kind of skeptical that it was going to feel like every other, like, Asian-style, like, expansion for a while. Um, but it's very unique, and it does not feel like any other, like, Eastern kind of area that I've ever seen in MMOs. So I was really pleasantly surprised at, um, at how the expansion feels i think it feels really nice the aesthetics are super pleasing i keep you know what the one thing that i kept doing while i was pathing around i kept like getting distracted by what i was directly looking at and i would miss my turn up the mountain like every <laughs> single time i would run by it and i it, i said oh, it so many times this weekend i was like oh hang on i gotta turn around again it's like so. that scene in the matrix where you looking at me or the woman in the red dress yeah exactly <laughs> and then agent wow. smith is right there and i'm like uh wait i can explain enjoyable to play i was so sucked into the story the whole time like mm -hmm. i was actually just dumbfounded at how good the quest actually was uh they hit the nail on the head with this one 
like I loved it. I I want more. I wanted part two. Like I, I've already tweeted about it. I'm like, give me the part two was crazy. now. <laughs> like I need part. Don't leave me hanging for a year. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I need it now. Like I need to know. Um. So I I I loved it. It was fantastic uh, from start to finish. It was just immaculate. It was great storytelling all all around. Um. I'm not gonna lie and say that it was perfect. Um. No, it, it wasn't. Was, it was an excellent story. Um, really, really long, uh, but an excellent story <laughs> nonetheless. Um, I think that, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of them except for the, the Dokebis, which we will get to later. I did not like the Dokebi quest line, and it's not because of the chest, but I also didn't like the way they had their chests everywhere either. Um, but like... <laughs> The Dokebis in general, I didn't like. I just couldn't follow that storyline for some reason. I just couldn't get into it. Um, oh really? Most I had of the it opposite. Eh, I just didn't. I, I don't know. I just couldn't. It wasn't doing it for me. Uh, the Songachi and all the rest of them uh, were really, really good, uh, and I really enjoyed. It. I liked how like I don't know. It felt like as an expansion, it felt like a continent, um, right? This was a totally mm -hmm. different. Instead of one seamless quest. It kind of made you go all the way through. It was like you're. It felt like you were going village to village, um, and every village had its own little thing going on, you know. Mm. And every 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 group of like townsfolk or adventurers that you met had their own troubles that you had to help them fix. Um, and then in the background there were undertones of like the overarching storyline. And I that that's what did it for me. That was yep. beautifully mm -hmm. done. That was excellently orchestrated, mm -hmm. and that is exactly how they should handle doing this stuff in the future. It was great. It wasn't perfect. It didn't really... Did I feel invested in the storyline? Absolutely. Did I feel like I was like, for the Horde! You know, like in World of Warcraft? Absolutely not. <laughs> right? So there's still some lacking there, I think. Like, there's still some, like, emotional attachment that I would like to feel to these people, to these characters, mm -hmm. um, to these regions that is just not there, that they just have not been able to capture yet. But this is a massive step forward oh. over, like, the Calpheon questline or even, like, the Mountain of Eternal Winter questline that we saw before. The Mountain of Eternal Winter questline, we were like, Pog, holy crap, there's, there's voice acting. What a concept. It's 2022. <laughs> this is insane. Um, and now we're like, oh, my gosh, there's actually a coherent story that we could feasibly listen to and follow right it wasn't necessarily good per se it was it was it was solid right i liked the, the little tales and stuff but it wasn't really gripping right it wasn't like really gripping i really did enjoy it and it did feel like like you know each townsfolk had their own uh storyline to get involved in but like i don't know i really want to be gripped i, I want to jump into the story and be like let's go for hustle Let's get it. Um, oh, I'm, I'm just... 110% fight you on that one. Okay, all right, go ahead. We, we, can, we can square up on that one. Now, I, I actually got super sucked into the story. Um, the, the beginning was a little slow, but I felt like it did a pretty good job of like grabbing me into the action. Um, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't actually played it and wants to do it. We're going to be talking about some spoilers for a minute. Um, but um, when, you, when you fight the Musa the very first time, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm, I'm like a little interested. Okay, like you kind of sucked me in. Like we've been accused of some stuff. Like I'm, I'm curious what's going on. Um, it was a little slow from about the time of the Musa for me until um, the first tale, um, which uh, what was her name, Body. Um, 
that mm -hmm. tale that tale was actually a straight 10 out of 10 for me i actually really? got like a little emotional at the end of that quest yeah mm. um with the the whole like her dad just being like nah fuck you like throwing okay. the snake over the cliff really and then like yeah. and then she gets blackmailed by the government like later on and that's mm -hmm. like the whole reason that she's been cursing people in the forest like it was just like really good and then at the end she like still protected her family like her her family in quotation marks you know her adopted family um mm -hmm. i was just like damn this is this is good like i really liked it i actually think like one of my least favorite tales out of the whole thing um was maybe i didn't get super behind the gensetsu or Gen gensensei i believe that's how you pronounce oh, it yeah. and and bamboo legion those two those two were like you didn't like bamboo legion i i like my bamboo boy legion. like Bamboo Legion, Bamboo Legion for me was like some nice comedic relief, honestly. Um, I really enjoyed yes. all the other stories. I loved the Gumiho story, and I actually really liked the Dokebi storyline. But what what <laughs> did you pick? Awful. What choice did you pick in the the Dokebi storyline? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I was so I lost at that point. Um, I was yeah yeah. I, I also helped the princess and the the thing that really the thing I think I enjoyed most about the Dokebi story was that it tied into the whole reason that you were accused of things in the beginning of the zone when you first popped mm -hmm. into the zone and I was like oh now we're now we're tying all the loose ends together now everything's starting to come together I'm starting to understand um mm -hmm. and so I I loved it. I loved like all of it. Even the the only thing I did not enjoy was the rom com epilogue. I was like, get get out of here. Oh, yeah. I was like, go on. I was like, <laughs> you gotta give me this like. I was like, you gotta give me this like eight out of ten fucking Cage story. Drama, like, yeah. and they give me the rom com like three quests in a row. I was like, go on, leave. But uh, I I very thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Um, from start to finish, I was yelling the entire time that I was um. Um, like doing Sunday, like when I was finishing it up, and I was like, "Fuck the government, get him out!" Like I just was, I was so that invested is true. at that the, point. The Golden Pig quest line, actually, yes. I was like, "Are you kidding right now?" Uh -huh. <laughs> it, yep. Are you absolutely joking? Sorry, Jay. Why don't you talk? <laughs> go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Jay. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say the Golden Pig quest line was my probably my least favorite out of the quest lines, just because of how mad I, I got. At the, oh, at the yeah. government basically like because the <laughs> golden pigs well. it felt so unfair they literally didn't do anything wrong they were actually uh -huh. helping the poor people and then were essentially subjugated by the government because of greed and us the traveler uh -huh. was being led on to believe that they were eating people but surprise the government was lying to us what the heck <laughs> I, <laughs> I, okay first surprise of, surprise why are you why are you two laughing at biden has uh -huh. literally never lied but, in his life <laughs> Monk. I don't, are you implying oh, no. no what are you okay oh, no. that set aside i did not like that they butchered and ate that poor pig's wife <laughs> aside aside from the fact that i'll bet she was the big rosy tasty. pig yeah I, I bet she was big tasty but like that that was out of line um and also i was really hoping that they would turn into pigs at the end of it my least favorite character was the dude that he reminded me of that dude from mulan with the pen well, like, you know, and he's like taking all the notes. <laughs> yeah, like that guy. Like that's, I was like, oh, I hate this guy already. What was he, the Young Bong? Yeah, I did not like that title? guy. Oh, God, that guy. Oof. I did, however, I love ways. 
my boy Andal was the best. I sort of yes. got, I walked into Hasi <laughs> County or whatever, or Han, like Hanji, Hanji County. Hanji, um, yeah. And mm -hmm. everyone is Texan, super Southern, very <laughs> red looking county. You know what I'm saying? And I turn right, and this man is the only guy in the whole county that voted Democrat. I'm not even joking. <laughs> that guy, he looked, he looked so funny and out of place. Just a total goofball. And he's just standing there dancing. He's just yep. standing there yeah, dancing. You know. He's like, even the town, the town's under attack. On he's like, I know. What are we gonna do about it? You know, just go with the flow, man. He's just man. jamming, yeah. and I was like, I don't understand. Like, this is, mm -hmm. this is what Jay thinks that thinks that America is like <laughs> this is what he thinks we're like dude. um who are your guys who's your favorite character in the in the storyline uh it's, go ahead I was gonna say it was it was definitely on doll as, as yes. was saying when you and you uh when you meet him in the bamboo quest line um I was saying to my chat the other day about during this quest line that they literally wrote me in the story because on that was kind of like this pushover, right? And everyone was basically taking care of his, taking advantage of his uh, kindness. And I, I kind of related heavily to this guy because I'm also kind of a yes person, right? A yes man. It's, it's always been hard for me to say no to people when I'm requested to do something because I would always have this feeling in my heart that I would let them down if I did refuse or they would dislike me or think of me less. So um, I have been a lot better about this, but it definitely really hit home. Um, really hard when I heard his, you know, cries of complaints at the end. When oh, was, I um, loved, I loved that that was the reason the Bamboo Legion was like all up yeah. in arms was just this yeah. dude going to the pit and screaming, yeah. "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked it. That was I, I, I liked that. I liked that storyline mm -hmm. mainly because I felt most engaged to that storyline. Probably because I'm the comedy guy. I like the funny. I like the comedic relief, right? <laughs> um, and fortunately, that was the one I did first, so everything else was just downhill. Um, from there. Oh, um, I don't know. Like I, mm, there. You know, it kind of takes me back. All right, this is what I was talking about before the podcast. There was a comment um, on our last podcast that said, "I feel like this podcast is the perfect mix of three personality types. You've got funny, you've got anger, and you've got suave." And I just started <laughs> laughing. I just started laughing my ass off. <laughs> because I'm going to be honest, who, gee, who's the suave? <laughs> who's the comedy? <laughs> and who's the anger? Oh, man, it killed mm, me. I'm curious. <laughs> it killed me. Um, but anyway, yeah, no. The, well, I'm um, definitely the funny guy, so. Jay knows where he fits into society. <laughs> He has a like firm a handle, a deadpan, like firm Are you handle sure about that <laughs> on uh, exactly where he sits. Beautiful, Jay. Uh. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so yes, yeah, so I think we all like, we all liked Andal. Tiltus, who was your favorite character? Did you did you say? Uh, I I really really liked Dulceway the whole time. I absolutely like. At first, I was like, all right, the Texan accent is really irritating me. And for the first little bit, he still kind of irritated me. And then we got to Hanji County, and I understood that everybody from Hanji County talks in a Texan accent. And I was like, <laughs> it's totally fine. It fits into the story. I no longer have an issue with it. And from that moment on, it was just like one of my favorite characters. Um, I just. I, do you know who the um, voice actor is? I do. I had to go look it up because yeah. I had to make mm -hmm. sure that I knew who it was. And I mm -hmm. was I was very impressed. 
I told my uh, brother today when we were uh, driving home from work, I was like, yo, guess who does the voice acting? Probably did like at least like 16 hours worth of dialogue for this new expansion. And he was like, who? And I was like, pros. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. So I was, I was impressed. I think he did a great job. Pros ED. Pros ED, yeah. Who's that? Pros ED. He's a, he's a very, right. very popular uh, YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And oh. used to be on Vine a lot when before that died. Oh, very cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I think that there are favorite characters. Who's uh, okay? So we've gone over some of the least favorite characters, and honestly, those are the characters. Your favorite and least favorite characters are the good indicators for the characters that were done well, mm -hmm. right? The rememberable mm -hmm. character, the the memorable characters, like the ones that are actually they they make you feel an emotion. And and mm -hmm. part of my gripe with the main storyline was there was just too much people that were just I just don't care about this person. I don't know this person's name and I don't care to remember it. Um, so like, I don't know. I just felt like I needed it to be a more emotionally gripping. And I think for me, I really want to just attach like my character to a, to a quest line. Like I mm. want to choose to be a part of Calfion or Valencia or yeah. Paso. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I think that's, what's really missing for me is cause I just don't, I can't get that emotionally invested. Whereas Tiltis gets emotionally invested <laughs> when they literally yep. dangle anything in front of them that is reasonable questing. That, that is was not good. true at all. This was dude. good. The, the fucking body quest was so good. Like, it was just fantastically written. That was, I, that was the one, that's the one that stuck out to me the most, where I was like, wow, this was really, really just fantastic writing. All right, um, well, let's compare it to, um, let's compare it to World of Warcraft storyline. You guys ever played I, WoW? No. Okay. I have you ever for, played for one rate for expansion? Yep. Okay. Um, Jay, what'd you think of the the WoW the the WoW storyline, just the questing and the storyline itself against what we just went through in in BDO? Um, I think um in terms of WoW, they they kind of have this sort of overarching story that always ties everything together, and I think that's what's missing a little bit about. BDO really because um I mean I'm 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 still not personally sure what the overarching story of BDO is if it has one I feel like it has something to do with the Black Spirit or Elezra or something but we haven't really delved always into Elezra it. we've <laughs> talked about this <laughs> hey guess we didn't really make an appearance into it so oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, There's I'm still another expansion. I actually really thought. I actually was I really, I really thought she was going to appear at the end somewhere. But yep. she wasn't. <laughs> was the male walks out and then just changes, and I'm like, "This son of a." Like, yeah. <laughs> I was fully ready. I was like, "She's gonna, I'm, she's gonna be here." Like gonna we all know, she's gonna little, be here somewhere. Gonna pop out of that little orb, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. It was missing, like. It did have small undertones of the overarching story, but not of BDO as a whole, right? There was yeah. no like big mm. movement in the background that we saw. And so now I'm gonna look at, have you, Tiltus, you ever played Final Fantasy? Uh, of course, 14? that's what I was gonna say. Okay, yeah. so compare it to that quest line. What'd you think about that? Cause I know that's a pretty gripping quest line too. Yeah, so the best, the best art, I haven't played the most recent expansion for Final Fantasy, so it could be that that's even a better story, but if Heavensward, is the best story in Final Fantasy 14 and it's like a 10 out of 10. This probably lands like this probably landed for me like somewhere around seven, I think, as a whole. Like if we're comparing like Final Fantasy to this, I think it's probably appropriate that this was about a seven. 
um it was as good as some of the final fantasy stories i really enjoyed it very thoroughly and got sucked into the characters um but it it's not like heaven's ward was a 10 out of 10 uh if you guys have not played it you <laughs> shameless unplugged not sponsored but you can play it up to heaven's ward i think for free uh, i don't know if that's still a thing wow. but i highly recommend that if you like story <laughs> games play through that in particular as a story game and then you can do whatever well, but um, tell us why why was that story better than the one that you did like land of the morning light was great and in terms of bdo standards the best we have seen but compare it to the other mmos in the genre so like why is final fantasy in your mind a 10 out of 10 why is that storyline so good to you um so that one um that one has a lot of like very like political undertones uh with it the entire time um which is like for like sorry i just bumped the shit on my mic for the entire like final fantasy 14 world um which makes it really interesting um because you're getting all this information of like okay this person's aligned with this faction this person's aligned with this faction this person you thought was evil earlier actually is good now and like they they mix up all this stuff so it's like you're not only getting like personal stories um you're not only getting personal stories where you're getting invested in some of these characters um like there's character death is a very real thing in final fantasy's world so like there are certain times when you're really questioning like okay what's about to happen to like a good portion of these characters um they just keep you right on the edge of your seat the entire time and they 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 pace it in such a way that it feels like you're you always want to find out what happens next and this quest while i did really want to continue playing it did not have that same like clamp for lack of a better word that final fantasy games can really get on you where it's like i don't want to do anything for the next 20 hours and i will stay up and play this game non-stop until then um it, it, it was like i want to know what happens next but i'm not at the point where i'm like losing a ridiculous amount of sleep to learn what happens next it was like all right it's about 1 a.m i'm gonna go to bed now i'll pick up tomorrow uh, right perfect and there it is right like i think that I, I mean halfway through this quest i'm sure that we were all like okay I, how much longer do i have right <laughs> and a good quest is probably not gonna have you saying that right a good question yeah. man i can't wait to see what happens next mm -hmm. right and so like i think that yes there's definitely still something lacking in the bdo quest department mm -hmm. uh, in terms of emotional support I... but like yeah go jay i was gonna say i noticed there was a lot of like uh, filler quests where these npcs are asking me to make them a sandwich or mm -hmm. some other rice dish or like gookbap or whatever just so i can progress the story and that was a little bit annoying <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i was i was raging about yeah. that too. i didn't I'm understand like, why me making a sandwich for them is part of like the why you're having issues with the, <laughs> the world or something you know what i said every time they would ask me to make them a sandwich or get them some boar meat or whatever i was like yeah. i am the literal savior of a continent mm. all right like stop making me go get your fucking boar meat like go over there and, and get freaking, it yourself freaking dulceway was also egging them on right the kid would be like oh i need some rice dish for my mom and then oh it's like don't worry my traveler here is going to take yeah, care I was of that like, and I'm like what the heck dulceway no i don't want to in the kitchen i'm like what i know what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. The county's under attack by tigers. By the way, do you know how to make this rice dish? 
in you um like I, you know what i mean like the pigs the pigs are threatening our livelihood um but more importantly heavily fed the prisoners yeah. <laughs> like i <laughs> i don't know yeah, there like it's, some... there's too much menial chore like quests. little yeah, yeah they could have definitely reduced uh the number of quests that you needed to do by just taking out the completely pointless quests right. like, there was some that was just i was like why am i doing this and there was some you know what uh, one of their big problems that one of the biggest problems i had with this expansion there were many times when i would start a tale and the first words out of my mouth mm -hmm. after like two or three like talk like dialogues with different npcs at the very beginning was who are you why am i talking to you go away and then i would get into like the actual like good characters like the intro characters exactly. are annoying as crap but then you get into like the bulk of it and you find the actual main character of that tale and then it's like oh, okay now it's good but like the the first like four or five quests of like every single tale i was like stop talking to me like i just want to i just want to go meet the actual important person and deal with them for the remainder of this like go away right. um so um, yeah i i will say that again if we're comparing it to other genres of mmo that videos uh bosses in its main storyline have been god awful um in previous quest lines i mean like mm -hmm. red nose and stuff the way that red those nose. are designed <laughs> and introduced and you're like basically one skilling them when you get it doesn't like this is a boss like i one shot it like every other goblin mm -hmm. is sitting in this field um you know like it's just it th those felt miserable but the bosses in this expansion actually felt really meaningful like fleshed mm -hmm. out they felt good and the, obviously mm -hmm. the reason for that is the boss blitz was we're gonna get to next um mm -hmm. but like i liked how like it, those bosses tied into the boss blitz later so that like okay you're seeing these bosses again okay you're a little familiar with it right and you can fight them again on much higher difficulty and stuff mm -hmm. but like they felt very fleshed out with mechanics and then like the storyline led up to them and it just felt good like the bosses in general felt way better than yeah. most of the other mm -hmm. random bosses that we see in the video um storyline uh throughout like Medaya, valencia even like the new expansions i don't know all of those bosses just seem i don't know empty um yeah but uh looking over uh towards the boss blitz uh stuff what do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about how the boss blitz so far i, I assume that you guys have done it at least once mm. yes. so jay do you want to go first you want me to go first because we were we were having some times last night <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay was doing Calamity 7 Gumiho, <laughs> and I ended my stream and popped into his stream after doing Calamity 6 Gumiho, so we just spent the next two hours watching each other, <laughs> me watching him and giving him pointers on how to beat Gumiho. <laughs> so, um, I, I love it. I, I'm absolutely, like, I feel like this is one of the biggest things that BDO has been missing is, like, this high end like really good boss content mm -hmm. and i'm loving it uh, sangoon is a bitch though fuck fuck that that's hiker. my favorite boss that's oh favorite no boss. jay yeah please, i love no. sangoon you know why i love him so much guys i love the monster hunter series from capcom and he felt yes. very monster-esque yeah. and i wouldn't be surprised if they took some inspiration for the bosses from the monster hunter series and that's dude sangoon was such a good fight Dude, Monster Hunter is like mm -hmm. my... I'm a biology teacher, man. Monster Hunter. 
just how the <laughs> sorry like just how the animals interact with each other in their environment mm. and stuff is just so cool but yes jay i agree um mm. sangoon <laughs> gives those vibes um and that's why i like him so much on this probably why i hated him because i've never played a monster hunter game so <laughs> yeah I he was just pissing me off the one shot mechanic that is on every mm -hmm. almost every attack that he was doing was it also probably doesn't help that i was doing calamity 5 for the last orb while fighting sun goon so i didn't have like a full damage loadout or dp mm -hmm. loadout but i was he took me a long time on calamity 5 and i just was raging dude. the entire time i was doing it Dude, I actually uh, did Sangun blind, which means like you know I didn't look up any guys, and it was mm -hmm. super super fun. Like um, just learning the mechanics and progressing, and then when you defeat it, it's it's so it's so. Fun. I think the mechanics are really well done, especially like the puzzle mechanics with um, like for example like Songakshi, where you had to decipher which crying woman was the real one because there's like a bunch of clones, and it's a spoiler. It's the one crying with blood, so you gotta look carefully. And then um, same thing with Gumio. Gumio had this sort of puzzle mechanic where you had to carefully look at her necklace because mm -hmm. her necklace had a different colors. And then, you know, th those mechanics really rewarded players for paying attention and keeping mm -hmm. track of the attention correct, to detail, uh, things that mm -hmm. weren't just called out, not just red circles on the ground, but like an actual mechanic of like like a visual mechanic. Yeah. Uh huh. It was it was so good. Gumiho is by far my favorite boss I've done so far. Yeah. Um, I still have got some other ones that I need to do, but I'm I'm so locked in to just trying to be Gumiho that I just mm -hmm. honestly I don't even care anymore. I'm just like <laughs> I'm I'm not stop until it's done. Like I'm gonna do yeah. it. So um, one thing that did feel a little bit unfair for some of the bosses, um, but that could also just be a, a calamity seven issue, was that some of the DPS checks in some of the bosses uh, were. Uh, combined with like an RNG mechanic, mm -hmm. um, such as like iframing. So a good example is uh, Songakshi. Songakshi um, has this one-shot mechanic later on at the end of the phase. But if you don't DPS her high enough, you know, she, she kills you. But she has a lot of attacks where she stays in iframe. And that same thing happens in Gumiho, like mm -hmm. one of her phases. Um, you have to DPS her down before the room fills up with fire. And... Gumio has a lot of iframe attacks, and if you just get unlucky with a string of iframe attacks, the room just fills up with fire, and then you're just you're just screwed. So, yep. um, I don't know if that was intentional, and at least for me, like my my sort of like self explanation, self critical thinking explanation for why they did it this way is because they want the seven calamity bosses to be challenging for how many light orbs we do currently have. So if you noticed, we have six orbs, right? We have six total light orbs. Mm -hmm. uh, one base and then five uh that you insert right and that makes you comfortably beat calamity six very fairly right so mm -hmm. those dbs checks don't matter and so we're finding calamity seven and then so we have like one last light orb and so we're trying to challenge this difficulty that's that we don't have enough um stats for for those players who want to challenge themselves you know so it makes it you know um and and th that the players for those who, who want to clear calamity seven with the current light orbs will always have like a spot for loot so maybe that's why they did that so uh, i don't know if that is the reason but it's the only reason i can think of for why they made it so challenging that way yeah um i yeah so i butchered a pig five times um and then by the end of it i was like i'm happy they killed your wife i hate you <laughs> i i was i was so miserable by the calamity five with like i only had you know i didn't have all my orbs yet mm -hmm. um like i it was just so it's really hard and then i got to the end i did all five and i just won mm -hmm. and done them boom 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 until calamity five took me like five or six attempts and, oh man my guild was in comps for it and i 
the memes that they make uh, to this day, they're going to be legendary. Um, just stay in the circle, <laughs> Blue. And I would, oh man, I got so mad. Because he would just, he would go to the edge of the zone. And that mm -hmm. effectively makes the circle like a quarter like as, as big much. as yeah. it's supposed mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. But, like <laughs> yep. you would say half as much, but then there's all this terrain and stuff. And he's in like this perfect yeah. spot. So like I can only stand in this pie wedge of the circle. Um, yeah. and I'm, just, I'm getting turboed. And, all, and, and I hop out and, and I get one shot. And I'm like, Blue, just, Blue, you have to stay in the circle. And I just lost it. <laughs> oh, Jesus help me. I just lost it. I mean, there were a few times I got so mad. Um, but I will say that this is content that I think that they actually designed very, very well. This is, mm -hmm. as Stilta said, this is something that they have been missing in the game is competitive PVE content like this is really good. But I also want to point out that the same reason that Tiltus was like, and I just, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to keep doing it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. He's like the yeah. goofy me. You know, like <laughs> that is I'll why, do it again. <laughs> that is why it is weekly gated is because the developers, I am sure were like, all right, they're going to get way too invested in this. And then they're just, they're never going to play anything else. They're going to burn out and they're going to quit the game just based on this i mean you're spending how many hours have you spent on gumiho tiltus uh i've spent four or five hours on her i same, spent about same. two and a half on calamity seven and then i've spent probably like maybe not quite that maybe about four hours and spent about an hour and a half of her on, on calamity six trying to learn like the very detailed mechanics of that <laughs> boss so that when i go to calamity seven i have a better time with it because oh. Okay, so five hours is a reasonable estimate, right, for one boss? Yeah. Okay, there's nine. I think it, it depends on some of the bosses. Some of the <laughs> yeah. bosses are well, way Gumiho is, easier. Yeah. Gumiho is like um, the second hardest hard boss. But even still, I'm taking like an average. Uh -huh. You're talking, if yeah. you let people do this, it's like a full-time thing. And believe me, when I say full-time, nine times five is 45 hours a week. <laughs> That was over two well, I mean, days. once you once you do learn days. the the mechanics, it it, it goes by. Oh, a lot well, faster, then okay, yeah. let's do two hours then. Jay, you're, oh, yeah. you're absolutely right. Okay, so we learn the mechanics. Well, what if you want to do a God way. Gamer and you let's one shot it? Way. It's like a ten minute fight. You no, know? no, 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 no. Let's do it. Do it Jay's way. All all nine bosses, two hours per boss, all the calamity levels, mm -hmm. two hours per boss. Your speed running, eighteen hours. Well, you do. You can only fight five bosses a week. I. That's why so, though. That's my point though. Is yeah. if that was gone. Yeah. You could, you'd have to do it all. You would be doing all yeah, of it same, all yeah. the time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, I it, mean, but it, that's not going to stop me from going for the leaderboard. I'm, I'm not quitting. Like, <laughs> yeah, for not one boss, for, to be for the one boss, as well, yeah, for one boss though, basically, yeah, for one like, boss, yeah. or for like one calamity level on one boss, right? Like, yeah. and that is reasonable. And so, in this way, I actually mm -hmm. like that they weekly gated it, um, just because otherwise, dude, the the world, I would just look around, hide a lot. Where all my homies at, bro? I, <laughs> they're all fighting the, the new bosses um now i will say that um okay so are there anything we don't like about the new this new this new boss thing uh, wait, i mean i explained it before was the um the dps checks with the iframe rng okay, yeah, but... that that was um right. that felt a little bit unfair but other than that um tell us not really um the worst part for me has just been the like insta kill mechanics i'm not a big fan of in, like just you fucked up so you're dead mechanics um really i like those I, I like bad at the game right <laughs> i like those Agreed. i mean it teaches you uh, how to be good at the game so, get, get i like i like, I like if bosses have like 
a handful of them, which is probably the reason why I hated Songun so much, was because every attack that Songun did was one-shotting me at Calamity 5 with four orbs. It was driving me insane trying to do it. <laughs> so that's probably why I hated that boss so much, just because I, I like there being like, I mean, Jay, how many times did you get oh, barrel have you, last night? Did you, um, and you, didn't did you die turn on the it, sounds? So. Did you turn on the sounds? Because Sangoon like roars before he attacks you. Yeah, yeah of course. I, yeah. I like those uh, audio um, mechanics. Yeah, I love, too. I, I love I'm also a big fan of audio cues as well. Um, and I just, uh, also, DK Forward Guard is not the most reliable thing on the fucking planet. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of times I was just getting sh straight hit through my Forward Guard on DK, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this is where we're at. I got you. Um, so I like there being like, like that's probably why I like Gumiho so much is because she does have one shot mechanics um, that will just straight nuke you. There's no saving grace on them. You will just die to her. Um, and but she has other attacks that just won't straight one shot you and allow you to to react to them. Um, mm -hmm. So I, that's probably why I hated Sangoon so much. I could not stand getting one shot over and over and over again. Oh, I mean, I can't believe you guys haven't said it, but I actually don't like how the rewards are given out. I, I like I I think the rewards are miserable. I think they're big... good, but like dude, what how am I supposed to get my Deborah Rocka earrings, dude? <laughs> I need like two hundred of them to make a pen Debo earring. Everyone yep. is gonna need them. How am I I'm only, I only have like four chances a week? You want me to put orders on the marketplace? Do, like I don't know. I don't feel like the way that they've introduced the rewards for some of this stuff is actually feasible. Um, like at all, but we well, also see, get like first time rewards too. Okay, yeah, one time. Woo! You know what I got for those rewards? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah, but the reward bundle goes up as you do higher levels. Absolutely right. I was rank one on like four of my five things. You know what no, I got? No, 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 no. I mean the, I mean the first time rewards that you get from doing the boss yeah when the you reward get the bundle is yeah the adventure journal that reward bundle is better the higher calamity you go so if you clear a calamity seven it's always boss, a rank one mm -hmm. yeah if you clear a rank uh sorry if you clear a calamity seven boss you get the rank one reward for it the very first time you clear so like yeah, there's the first time clear word mm -hmm. yeah so there's like you get more than just the one the one weekly at the beginning now yes you're 100 percent right as it goes on and people start clearing those every week and you know people aren't getting their first time rewards and stuff like that 110 percent, you are you are correct it's going to be miserable um right now i don't think it's quite as bad because you have first time rewards for everything um okay yeah i know i just it's not enough it's not enough you don't get enough reward like um there's uh, like a, like the crystals will eventually populate on the marketplace, but something like the mm -hmm. Deborah Rocket earring, earring, I feel like yeah. this was yeah. ill conceived. This was super ill conceived. There is never going to be enough supply to meet the demand. The earring is yeah. effectively just not obtainable. Like it's yeah. like the Deborah Rocket necklace when it first came out was extremely hard mm -hmm. to get because the grind zone was almost impossible for anyone to grind. Okay, but then over time yeah. it became a little bit more to, uh, obtainable, and then as supply, you know supply has kind of risen over time and it's still very difficult to get but at least i feel like it can go out and spend 300 hours to try to go get it right mm -hmm. um i can't do any i'm helpless i'll never obtain it, it could be years before i get a debaraka uh you're a j as an end game player do you feel the same way 
Yeah, it definitely feels like um, it's going to be really hard to get a Deboraka. I keep saying Deboraka because you keep saying Deboraka. It's Deboraka. How come you keep... Do you actually not know Deboraka. it's pronounced Deboraka? Oh, I'm saying God. it. Say it with me. Deboraka. Okay, anyways. That's exactly um, what I'm saying. Actually, I had an idea of how they, they could um, sort of change up the rewards um, where you would want to challenge the bosses um, to give you that specific loot. So, for example, if you wanted the Bonghuang's tier, right, the Phoenix tiers, you would challenge the Sun Aura bosses, and you would have more of a chance to get those tiers. And then for the Earth Aura's oh. bosses, you would get more higher chance or uh, to get the, you know, the Kieran's tiers. Mm -hmm. And then I'm assuming if they should decide to add more bosses, and I'm pretty sure they're going to add more bosses because I saw this giant snake in the trailer that we don't seem to have yet. Um, yeah, so I was thinking they could boss. make those bosses. Yeah, they can make those bosses a higher chance to get the Deboraka earrings. So if you wanted to sort of target that loot, that, right, this would allow players to tailor what kind of loot they want to receive by challenging those specific bosses. Mm. That's yeah. not a bad idea, actually. It's not a bad yeah. idea at all. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I like that a lot um tiltus do you have any ideas for it i mean like tiltus do you feel like it's like do you feel like it's fine the way that it it's it sounded like um, you thought it was okay and that's okay to have a wrong opinion so, like, like that. I said, so what you... like i said i think i think it's okay right now because there are the the first time clear rewards now a hundred percent you talk about longevity it's gonna be it's gonna be miserable it's it's gonna be so difficult to get um Right now, you're getting, I mean, if you clear a Calamity 6, you're getting a Calamity 6 rank 1 reward bundle, um, which is, I mean, that's pretty substantial. Um, so right now, it's not as bad. Uh, longevity, like, it's it's going to be pretty bad as things go on um, to try to get those. Um, I'm not at the point yet where I care about the Bereka earrings, so... I'm a little biased in that regard because, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's nice to be a gearlet guy. Sometimes you just fight the boss because <laughs> it's fun and you don't really care about the reward. Um, I, I, that... I do think they are. Um, oh, sorry, can I interrupt? Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do think they are making steps to improve the Debereka, um situation because in, in Korea, it's like it's it was so terrible that they actually added a pity piece to the Debaraka earrings. If you didn't know, they're called Tears oh. of Illusion. And then when you get 20 of the pity pieces, you can make a Debaraka earring. So you have more oh, chances, okay. but that they are right. willing to, they are willing to make changes to, to improve the loot. So yeah. hopefully, um, I don't know if the, the pity pieces for the Debaraka earrings will be enough to supply the Debaraka earring market, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that, that definitely is going to make it significantly better. I, I imagine that's probably not far away from us then, because I think we, really sweat over our gear score in NA, so... Oh my gosh, do we sweat? <laughs> oh man, the number had bigger good. We're Jay, what's your gear score brain. right off the top of your head? Go ahead. Who? Jay, what's your gear score number? Oh. Uh, 760. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Says at the beginning of every podcast. <laughs> I gotta update you guys. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, you already have the whaling gloves, I assume? I do, yeah. It took um, me 71 attempts. It was pretty bad, but luckily I was prepared. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, I already I mean, had a hundred billion liquid. He says, "Like yeah. you see, every time, just bam, slaying it We're on like the table." Three hundred bill like, liquid, oh, <laughs> just a drop in the bucket. It was fine, <laughs> Rock. What? That, that's my favorite part of Jay's titles for the last couple of days. Has been one out of seventy-one Ted Dons, <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time I look at it. I'm what like, "What the heck?" That's rough, buddy. <laughs> 
see, like I said, sometimes it's nice to be a gear leader. <laughs> Actually, Jay's out here one um... out of 71 for his dawns, and I'm just like, oh, I'm chilling, man. I got time. <laughs> I think Biceptimus had um, on his chest, he was like one out of 74. So it wasn't as bad as Biceptimus's uh, fallen god chest. Just tap it, forehead. Uh, just tap it. <laughs> just succeed. At least he's making money while he's failing, bro. People, <laughs> thousands of people are laughing at him. It makes you feel better. I would know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It makes it worse. It makes it so much worse. Um, okay. All right. So I do want to talk uh, a little bit about uh, the wonderful, super giga amazing uh, adventure journals um, that they came out with in this expansion. And before I express my opinion at the opportunity my therapist said we should call things that we don't want to do opportunities the opportunity <laughs> to do this journal um what did you guys feel about the journal jay how'd you feel about doing the adventure log um you know i don't know how i feel about them locking all these um like amazing stats behind a scavenger hunt oh, um it's not definitely not <laughs> Oh, you know, I've heard a lot of comments and concerns from my friends who just take a hit in their stats because they just don't want to do the scavenger, or like the boring stuff of the adventure journal. Oh, so cool. they don't even have like Pavino Greco's um, done okay. because Pavino Greco has you like travel across the world, right? To the like underwater stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But it's 600 HP and they just don't want to get that 600 HP because they don't want to do the <laughs> the traveling and all that stuff. So... Uh, I don't mind it. I it definitely incentivizes players to you know experience the the land, explore the land, right? But um, I don't know if that was the best way well, of doing it. Okay, uh, Tiltus, how do you feel about the new adventure journal? Uh, I absolutely fucking hate adventure journals. I've always hated them. I think they were a horrible conception. <laughs> Uh, from the very beginning, I, knew we so were all I have I've watched plenty of people struggle to do this one, and I'm literally sitting here going, "Yeah, it's gonna be like one of the very last things I do. I'm gonna wait on that one for a while. I got plenty of gear score I can get from other places that I'm like not even worried about it. I'm like, I, I'll spend, I'll take those hours I'd be doing getting that and just go grind for gear. Like, Dude. I'm not. I, I I hate journals. I still have a couple that are undone that I'm currently in the process of working on. I just I hate them. At the start, I hate them so much. Yeah, at the start of the adventure log, this time I felt like Anakin on Naboo with Padme, and then by the <laughs> end of it, I was Anakin on the slopes. I hate you. I hate this content. I'm looking up at the developers. <laughs> it was miserable. Oh my gosh, that has got to be the worst designed content I have ever done in BDO. And I've done some bad stuff. Um, adventure journals. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about why we all hated it so much. So let's unpack it a little bit. What are adventure journals purpose, right? Personally, to me, adventure journals, it's, it's an adventure journal, right? It's meant to force you to explore aspects of the world or aspects of the game um, that you wouldn't have otherwise experienced, right? That's that's mm-hmm. my definition of it. Uh, Jay, do you have another definition, or would you like to add to it at all? Like, what do you feel like the purpose of an adventure log journal should be? No, I think you need hit the nail on the the cough the head the coffin is it, what is it <laughs> the dead content head <laughs> that's it. right you the, the you coffin it, yeah. you nailed it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tiltus, do you think that you want to add to that? 
Um, no, I mean, you pretty much got it. It's to help us plug into the systems that are not um, used often. Uh, knowledge is the thing that pops into my mind. The Vistas is another thing. Do you guys remember doing the Vistas for... Um, um, uh, Pavino Greco, where it was like, all right, yeah. you got to run around all of like mm -hmm. the world, and you've got to click on these little viewpoints, and it'll take you into this nice little mm -hmm. cinematic, and it'll show you, you know, the area around you. Um, yeah. Nobody, nobody has ever done that for fun, except for maybe like one or two people in the history of BDO until Pavino Greco came out. So, like, it's one hundred and ten percent. The purpose is to get us to plug into systems that are existing in the game that no player in their right mind cares about. Um, well, but some do, right? Some and this do, leads yeah. into and this leads into my next uh, um, thought is that adventure journals should not have critical stats involved in them. It should be extra stuff. Okay, adventure yeah. journals are exactly that. It's an adventure. So at the end of the adventure journal, you get this whole new outfit for your character. You get um you get more Ooh, contribution. Yeah. You get more energy. Mm -hmm. You get uh, mm -hmm. a, a specific dye color that no one else in the game can have. Or you get the tiger mask. Cosmetic, currently, yeah, like that they're handing yeah. away on the pro show. Right. Cosmetic stuff or extra stuff added to the account. And that is a reward for being an adventurer. Right? Mm -hmm. For going out and exploring the world and doing the content that maybe other people don't want to enjoy. The problem with this is that the developers are starting and they have been using the adventure journals to force all players to do the content that they have never done before in the hopes that they will enjoy that content when they discover it for the first time. Yep. Um, that is what it has become, right? Like we're going to force you to go around and find the adventure points during Pavino Greco. And hopefully you will enjoy doing that. We're going to force you to get all knowledge on all of the animals in Medaya to show you how the knowledge system works so that you can try to unlock more of this, right? All this really does is it gets players to hate it even more. By the end of um, the Bartali log, I was, I hate blue mm -hmm. crabs. My triggerers are blue and crab right next to each other. Like, I don't, like, I did not like the fact that they're forcing us i've never liked mm -hmm. that like stop mm -hmm. attaching core stuff like give us 20 contribution for finishing the adventure log is it essential absolutely not is it great give us 20 contribution and like uh an artisan worker in each town or whatever you know what i mean just like they did yep. at the end of this one but like don't gate the hp the stamina the ap mm. you know like the dp all this stuff at the end of an adventure log that feel like they're the problem is their entire approach to the game is we don't want to force players to do anything. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. You have forcing <laughs> all of us to go through this horrible, horribly designed scavenger hunt where you had an intern, I swear to God, scrolling around the kingdom of Hasso, just dropping chests. <laughs> he was just dropping them in. You think that's not how it works? I almost guarantee they just went out, put one there. Now, okay, throw one out. We don't have enough over here. You know, like he just, they, they were just throwing them down. They were just throwing around. Uh, like, I... The, look, the scavenger hunt, I think that they, they thought to themselves, adventure journal. They can go on a scavenger hunt. Like, I know that's how this started, and then it never stopped. It got out of control, and no one at the developer table had the thought process to stop and say, wait, I think we should stop it. I think we should stop at 20 chests. And no, no, then the next guy, no, 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 40's fine. 
Then the next guy, no, 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 no. Nothing, not a, not a, not a chest over 80 <laughs> chests. Not a chest over 80 chests. And then somebody said, stop. What if <laughs> we had 140 chests <laughs> and we gated it, but we gated all of their stats and fun behind all 140 chests. That's it. Patch it. Send it out. Like, I don't understand how this got through development. Like, this was a good idea. A scavenger hunt was a good idea in premise. Make us go on a, a maybe 12, maybe 12 chests, right? We're talking <laughs> one book, 120 chests. It's like the start of a bad porno. Like, it's actually <laughs> the most ridiculous. I, it's like the most ridiculous quest line I have ever seen. I got to the end of it and I was like, that was book five? what well what's in book six so i i turned the page over it was like it was like i was experiencing vietnam i i, I turned the page over and it's discovered the dokebi chest and i actually <laughs> almost lost it my monitor almost broke um like oh my goodness i mean how did you guys feel while you were doing the um uh like do you guys feel like they should gate their uh like these dpap behind the adventure journals definitely not We'll do tilt this oh. further, we'll go to Jay. Okay. So here's here's the way I think it would be better suited. So gate the core stats behind the main quest and make it family wide. So have the player go hit O, click on the main quests, look in the main quests, and each one of those instead of getting a you know, ten contribution XP, it's like, oh, here's a permanent ten HP for your family. You know, and you just go through, and that's the main quest. It's very linear. It's very straightforward. Every player should probably, in theory, do the main quest at least once. Um, you know, it is part of the, like, the actual game. You know, that's what the most of the development is based around, you know, is the zones and the, you know, the NPCs and all that kind of stuff. And then the adventure logs could be purely everything else. You want energy attached to it? Boom, here you go. Here's a good way to get energy. Ecology, boom, there you go. Now you're knocking out two birds with one stone. You want, uh, you know, you want um, contribution? Okay, well, make us go on some, like, weird quest lines that give a ton of contribution XP for that. You want us to go view mm -hmm. the vistas? Give us something, like, cool for the vistas. You know, give us, I, I don't know, uh, I was going to say a picture in our house of the Vista, but that's nobody does the house content in this game, to be honest. I'm doing a mansion soon, though, because that shit looks lit. Um, but, like, there's there's so many other options. Dyes are a great option. You know, if you complete all of the, you know, Serendia, Ecology, you know, grind or whatever, you just, you get a dot, you get a special Serendia die that, you know, is restricted only to players that have that. But the problem with that is we have Merv's Palette, so they're like, eh, we're already making you pay for the, you know, we're already making you pay for the die. Um, so we're not going to do that. But yeah, I 100% agree. There's like so many better options in the way they do it. Um, I hate core stats being locked behind the adventure journals. It irritates me because I don't want to go around the desert for a year and a half and find all the nodes in the desert. I still have not done that book of Bartali's because I got my AP and I said, I'm not doing this, and I haven't done it since. Because that's like what book fifteen. It's like the last book, right? No, so. like I, I mean, at first it was like the the adventure logs when they first came out, gating them. Like we all, and it's it's our own fault 
as players because when Bartali's came out, we were like, oh my God, we can hit 269 Kudum. <laughs> we do our Bartali log. You know what I mean? Like, it's like seven hours and I don't have to get my Ted Ogre. This is brilliant. Um, uh, and we thought it was great. We patted him on the back, said, great job, Jay. Good design. Um, and now everything is like this and this needs to stop. Um, so like, I really do feel like that gating this stuff and honestly, adventure logs. Okay. This is going to be, this is going to be a bit of a shift. Um, adventure logs, no more of those. We're done with those. Remove those as a concept and instead add like Easter eggs to the game. And I don't mean the literal like bunny hopping around. Okay. You want some Flandor (laughs) golden eggs, bro? I mean, for example, Destiny 2 did this really well in the Forsaken expansion, but not very well after the Forsaken expansion. Um, So, I mean, like, while you're in the middle of the boss rush, say you're fighting in the middle of Sangoon, something happens in the background, and it looks like just falling debris or whatever. But if you take the time and you go investigate it, there's actually something you can interact with over there. And it gives you some sort of knowledge, which triggers some sort of quest that you can go do for some sort of cosmetic in the game. Right, and you are rewarded. That is not required. The developers don't talk about it at all. They don't tease it. It's just something that, if as adventurers stumble onto it, it's just an extra thing, right? And it kind of plays back into their old philosophy: is we're just not going to tell anybody anything. Um, like we're not yeah. going to show them the accuracy. We're not going to show them the stats. We're not going to show them the enhancement rates. All that stuff. So it lets them do what they want to do, which is not tell us anything. Um, and it also doesn't gate this stuff behind ridiculous amounts of um, work, right? So, like, you could get, like, let's say uh, Witch does really well at a particular boss, and the developers know it. It happens to tie into the Witch's lore. Uh, let's say, you know what, I'll use Wusa as an example. So, Wusa is fighting Songachi, right? Um, and in the background of Songachi, there's something that the Wusa can interact with or see or touch um, or attack, um, or in some way interact with that gives mm-hmm. the Wusa a very cool looking weapon skin for her fan, but only Wusa, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that would be super sick. Um, or it, like mm-hmm. it initiated a super secret quest line, um, that you could do that gave you something. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like 50 contribution or some crazy shit. Um, uh, maybe not 50 contribution, but like, you know, five contribution, something like a nugget. I call them nuggets. Other people call them Easter eggs, things like that. The adventure journals have become the developer's way of forcing us to do content that we've never explored before in the hopes that we will enjoy that content. And it's just the opposite. We just hate it even more. It just, <laughs> it just completely mm-hmm. reinforces why we hate the content so much. Um, do y'all know anybody that actually unironically enjoys the adventure logs? That like looks I, forward to it? Well, I actually enjoyed them to a point. But then, like I said, like I only really enjoyed Bartali's and stuff because it was like, oh my God, I can hit this new bracket. All I have to do is this seven hour journal. And now it's oh. like, oh my God, I have to do a nine hour journal to do my one DP. Like this is getting old. We can't do this Wait, anymore. We have, we have the exact, we have the exact thing that we, that we want. You remember at the end of Bartali's how you get the different skin for your black spirit? There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just started handing those out at the end of like that was that's sick Mm -hmm. i love that um right that's good that's good content right there because that's something that's like unique to you right like you don't see other players black spirits floating around um but i do want the wuju skin like asap (laughs) give it to me please um i enjoyed it like a nice rich cheesecake 
but holy crap, after two pieces, I just want to throw up exactly like that. <laughs> exactly. It was literally perfect. It was literally a perfect analogy. <laughs> that was great. I know it was. All right, so uh, pivoting off the adventure journals a little bit and back over to the blitz, uh, the boss blitz. We didn't talk about this. Um, the light orbs for the boss mechanic. Um, do you guys feel like that's a good design? Do you feel like the bosses are really well designed? I mean, you have like the the 90%, um, like your gear doesn't matter basically at all. It's like 90% mm -hmm. of it isn't based on gears, based on these light orbs. Um, mm -hmm. Do you guys like the way that these bosses have been designed around these light orbs? Or do you would you rather have my gear needs to matter? Would you rather have that? Jay, let's start with you. Um, so as for whether gear still matters or not, I was like really skeptical of, of the system at first, but after like doing it myself and understanding like why this was the case, like trying to like critically think, why did the developers do this? And it, it made so much sense now that I, I did the, the boss splits and then I looked at the rankings. And when you mm -hmm. when you pay attention to the rankings, there's people that are defeating the bosses like within seconds of each other. Mm -hmm. And so you might not think that 10% gear matters. It does matter. That 10% that gear could be the difference between whether you reach top one or top five or top 20. So I I think this is what they were truly intending when they created this system. So I yep. do think it does matter. Okay. Uh, and do you, but you like how it's designed though? You, yeah, like, I do. You I, think I didn't, that it should again, be I, I, was, I was skeptical. I was skeptical at first, but, um, uh, yeah, like after doing it, I, I do, I, I again, I, after doing it, I understand like this is what they were going for. And I, I thought that was actually pretty, pretty genius, to be honest. Um, especially with considering like the, the rankings and stuff when people are beating with each other with like seconds. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm a piggyback off that. So we're talking, we, you know, Jay and I are talking about, you know, I'm doing calamity six Gumiho. He's been doing calamity seven Gumiho and I'm, I'll be honest. I, Jay's got a hundred year score on me. I don't think there is a way that I can finish the DPS check for calamity seven Gumiho without having close to jay's gear or at least close to his ap if nothing else um because that at that point that's where that 10 percent matters i think the goal and i think they did it really well i think the goal is for every player to be able to complete up to calamity five regardless of gear and then i think as you start moving up the ranks you start going to six you start going to seven when eventually eight nine and ten come out that's when that 10 percent of gear you're going to see it all of a sudden pop up and you're going to be like Oh, I need, I need the gear. I, you know, I need the ten percent to be able to finish this. So then, then you're sitting there going, okay, now, now I've got to go grind for gear. Okay, I got to stop my boss blitz now. Like, because if you're a competitive player and you want to do that content, like I do, because I've been, I can't gas it up enough. I love it. Um, like, I watching Jay do Calamity Seven last night, and when he got to the phase three of Gumiho, I was like. I don't think I can do this. Like, if Jay is struggling to clear it, you know, at, at the DPS check <laughs> with 100 gear on me, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I might not be able to do Calamity 7, Gumiho. Um, you know, so I'm definitely going to try anyways because I'm stubborn. But, um, so I think it's the perfect, I honestly think they hit the nail on the head. I think it's the perfect balance of your gear doesn't matter through calamity five post calamity five okay now now the 10 percent really comes in um and it's still hard i think that's the other thing too is they didn't mm -hmm. want to make the gear make the bosses at the upper end easy because imagine mm -hmm. like technically you have more gear with the light orbs in a lot of situations than you would 
otherwise. I mean, with the five uh, light orbs right now, we have 318 AP and 600 DP, plus your 10% on top of that. So, um, and that's with all the attack orbs, by the way. Um, I didn't do put any. The DPS checks are very tight. Like, they're super, yep. super tight. Just like... Mm -hmm. um, You're talking about seconds, like one or two seconds yeah. on those DPS checks. Um, so I'm, mm -hmm. I think they, I think they nailed it. I'm gonna keep it honest. Like I'm... gear matters, but it matters in the most competitive way, which in my mind, if you have 760 gear score, you are trying to be competitive at something, right? And Jay's got yeah. the perfect avenue of PVE <laughs> to be super competitive with all that gear that he's stacked up now, because, you know, the dude I really plays shy and no um... war, so... I really, want, I really want them to add uh, percentages to the freaking boss HP because I think that would make it a lot more, um, what's the word, like epic, oh, like I a guess, percentage in a number. Way. Yeah. 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 Uh, that would yeah. be super helpful. I, I like the way they did the boss. I, I, or I like the, the orbs, like the ratio and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I just really don't like how they did the rewards, man. Bundling the rewards to a one-week... Uh, one time a week and then expecting every single player in BDO at some point is going to need a pen depo or like every, even if they don't, let's say only 30 or 40% of the player base needs it. Mm -hmm. uh, all those people need like 200 depo earrings like, and they could get, they get like four chances a week. Um, yeah. And the rewards need to be fixed, but actually I think that's a pretty easy fix. I think the damage overall, I think the orbs, great. Perfect. Again, I think I love the way they designed it. I think the UI menu, even down to the UI menu, and that's something mm -hmm. we take for granted. The UI menu looks fantastic, right? Like I, I think it looks mm -hmm. great. I don't like that it. It's like this swirling ball on the top of my screen. I really don't like that. The little, yeah, the little uh, triangle my, looking thing. Not a my fan. other complaint about the UI is if I am doing Calamity Six Gumiho and I die, please do not make me select. Gumiho Calamity 6 again after I die. Please just let that <laughs> yeah. stay just there. Retry. Yeah, retry. <laughs> yeah, like I hate that so much. Every time I die, I'm like, okay, let's let's fucking click the orb. Okay, now let's click on Gumiho. Now let's make sure we have Calamity 6. I almost cleared Calamity 1 Sungoon because I clicked on Sungoon, but I did not hit Calamity 5 and I was about to lose it. When I figured it out, I was like, why am I doing so much damage? I literally almost one-shot the boss, and I was like, hold up a second. What's, what's happening here? It's uh, true. Yeah. So, in in yeah. terms of um, the loot for the, the weekly, Blue, are, are, is your only concern the Deboraka earrings? Because perhaps maybe just adding more alternative ways to get the Deboraka earrings is the solution. Like, if everything else is fine, like, well, the, like the legendary crystals and, and whatnot, and, and Deboraka earrings is the only I think the crystals issue, probably need to be juiced up, um, too. Because everybody Christmas, wants the Christmas, crystals. Really? Uh, I, like, I, I mean, have it's you guys gotten the new hard. crystals at all? You guys been able to get them? I actually have. Yeah, I, I actually uh, got interested with my uh, with my bundle, my first time clear bundle, and I got the uh, Kieran's crystal. So okay, buddy. Um, you got I, the like legendary Kieran's crystal. Well, um, the there's, whole thing. There's three um, tiers. Um, there's yeah. the fragment crystal, and then there's the tier, right? Uh huh. And I, ha I have the crystal, which is the tier two. Okay. Oh you wow! You got get carried. Wait, dude, I about had a. I thought he got a yeah. tier, and I about so you, had a you stroke. can only you can only get the tier from Calamity eight and higher, but we oh, don't okay. have that unlocked yet. Okay. So, so forty seven is the crystal. One to four is the fragment. Okay. I got Garen's fragment. Um, I got two Garen's fragments, but I have not gotten anything mm -hmm. else. 
And I got yeah. those out of my hey. first time clear boxes, not out of my rank mm -hmm. one clear box. You can upgrade them up. You can, you yeah, can, um, can like, turn yeah, I know, but it's still going to take, it's going to take forever. And then I'm going to die yeah, to one mob yeah. and then I'm going to lose it. And then <laughs> I'm going to take load. So again, you see the problem here. Every player in the game <laughs> needs these crystals. It doesn't matter who you are. You need at least one of them. Right? Like it doesn't Actually, matter. I, I like, do have um okay. I do have a tip for viewers who um who who don't know this, but you can actually you actually have a there's a policy where you can um recover two crystals per year. Um if for any specific reason at all, you just simply send a ticket uh for the category of um let's just say items, like missing items crystal, or something. Yeah. yeah, you make sure you wait for the reply and then keep checking. And then when they do reply, just confirm with that reply and then you should receive it in your mailbox after. So that's something like if you do lose your 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 tier three legendary crystal, do that. <laughs> that's my tip for you viewers. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, the rewards I think needs to be adjusted. And I really don't like, dude, I don't know why they keep making these like swirling effects on our screen, like the bouncing die. Um, <laughs> is so obnoxious i hate that do you guys hate this I, I hate this stuff i don't like being interrupted in my gameplay i still get i get upset every time like that there hold on let me every single time what else in this ui is constantly bugging me um uh, I, yeah so um I oh, actually... do you feel it a dark rift is torn open get out <laughs> Yeah, like when you're running out of your value pack or your your camisole, uh, there's that little pop-up. <laughs> so when I was doing all of uh, Land of Morning Light, I actually specifically made a new UI preset where I turned almost everything off except for the quest widgets in my guild chat, and I had the mini map. But everything else was turned off, uh, and cooldown slots. But that's kind of you need those um, specifically. So that I got a nice immersive experience while I was going through the quest because I didn't want to be bugged by the a thousand pop-ups that show up when I'm going through the game. Um, we're turning into Ubisoft over here. Like, relax. I don't I don't need a constant, <laughs> like, but I don't need to know what's on sale in the central, mar or on, on the Pearl Shop every day, okay? Yeah, that's I, obnoxious I, too. I, like, yeah, every time you log I in, there's like a little I get you're trying thing. to make your sales, but like, can we can we back off a little bit, please? Yeah, it's, it's getting a little obnoxious. So yeah, I don't uh, like that, but I think it, when you get to the menu itself, it's incredibly well put together. Um, mm -hmm. It's very intuitive. It's easy to click on. I was able to fill it out very quickly uh, or figure it out very quickly. Um, and it, it actually looks, it's animated. It makes players want to click on it and try the content out. So mm -hmm. I think they did a great job with that. And the content overall, having the different calamity levels, the orbs, all of this was very fleshed out. The, even the to de right down to the boss mechanics and stuff, very fleshed out and well done. Great. Um, one thing I do want to, um, we're going to, now we're going to pivot over to, uh, Jay wanted to talk about this and I thought it was really funny. Jay, you said you wanted to talk about, there hasn't been a new world boss in BDO in forever. What do you oh, guys yeah. <laughs> feel like would be a good new world boss? And I just want to throw out there, Jay, that Hi. I personally would like, I don't know, some sort of Korean dragon of some kind. Maybe it's in new some dragon. sort of lake. Um, spit some sort of fire, serpentine-looking feel. Um, yeah, dude, we're getting Imugi in like a week. Oh, yeah, the snake, right. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> You put this snake, in right? here, you typed out this whole topic, and oh, you were yeah. like, man, what would you guys feel like would be a great new world boss? And all that? I'm like, this, he doesn't actually know. We're getting in Mookie in like, like he, doesn't a week. he doesn't know. He doesn't actually know. <laughs> um, Is that his name, Imugi? Imugi, yeah. Um, oh. As far as I'm aware, I think it's Imugi. 
I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it, it, it's a Is it a world boss or was it like a boss splits boss? Pretty sure it's a world boss. Right? Oh, we don't it? know because it's a global release. Oh, yeah. global, oh but that is a good thing though. <laughs> that is a good thing though. Um, I, 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 like when they, when they introduced it to me that I thought that they meant world boss, but like maybe yeah. they just, they did just say boss. So, and now mm-hmm. is it, is it a boss rush? Is it a dark rift or is it a world boss? It's it's definitely either a Does world boss or a boss. Does anyone actually know? Splits, but I don't think we have any confirmation. Could be both. Yeah. Um, so what do you I guys see think about? A lot of it? people saying it's a boss well, blitz. Yeah, but a lot of people say it things that they have no idea. <laughs> so they it have was no the, clue, um, but they are so confident. There is no was, information. I read the whole announcement out. Was it in um, the? I've got it right on. I've got it pulled up. Uh, I was gonna say, was it in the Land of Morning Light dev talk that they did? No, uh, there's a new. It just says reveals new boss Imugi. Okay, Here, I'll put it in our chat. Yeah, there you go. Right there, that's what it looks like. And, and Here's since it's the out thing. in the open in the water and stuff, I figure, hmm. okay, well, uh, this. I mean, cause see, if it's a boss blitz, um, if it's a boss blitz, it it's interesting because they have to add a whole new storyline, right? They have to add like a all the other bosses Maybe. have an attached like book, mm-hmm. right? Like, are they gonna add mm-hmm. a whole new like fable or tale? Like, is there gonna be a whole new village mm-hmm. that we've never talked about before? Like, it's, what's the plan here? Maybe. If it is gonna be a boss blitz, um, like it, it does show some footage of them fighting the boss, but like, I mean, they always show footage of that, right? They they they've soloed Zarka when it came out, um, so like, <laughs> I, I don't, we're we're not really sure. Um, what it's gonna be, but um, let's talk about a Moogie for a second. Does it look cool to you guys? It, let's let's assume it's gonna be a boss blitz then. Um, for argument's sake, um, are you guys excited about it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, more content. Hey, for y'all, us. y'all talk for just a second. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this trailer and see if I can figure it out real quick. Give me just a second. Okay, good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jay, like it is new content, but like it's mm-hmm. more boss blitz content. Like honestly, I feel like the. The whole expansion is great. It's really fleshed out and everything. But like, I feel like I find myself sitting Jay in the new expansion and I got like nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like I want to go out and do something in the new region, but I just, there's just mm-hmm. nothing there. I like, I can't stay and grind like the other regions. So like, do you find yourself lacking or do you like, do you think a new boss is going to help with this? Um, you know, I do think the majority of the player base would probably want more traditional grind zones. I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends were disappointed that the Blossom Blitz is the only PvE content available in the new region. So, actually, there was this part in the main storyline that the main character, they were, like, jokingly suspected of being a spy from the land of the Soaring Bird, which kind of makes you think that, hey, like, the devs are already thinking about perhaps expanding land of or not land of more night but the kingdom of hasso by talking about the land of the soaring bird that seems like a new region and so if anything maybe a mixture of traditional grind zones and boss blitz would be a good compromise i think land of the soaring bird and this is my copium they mentioned it in the storyline and i was like and that is a heaping pile of foreshadowing folks um that i think is probably like that i'm hoping it's some sort of floating like island 
big like floating oh, continent or something like a region in the sky yes the i mean it's oh. a bird you said land of the floating bird or whatever i forget what this is called what, soaring, bird. <laughs> well, soaring bird soaring <laughs> bird land of the soaring bird yes the floating region i'm getting skyward yeah. sword vibes skyward sword I, yeah i'm getting skyward tears of the sword kingdom. Vibes. have you yes. seen that have you seen a tears of the kingdom yeah <laughs> ah, it's, uh, like i like i think that would be really cool it also means mm. that they have to give us flying mounts they have to um, oh, flying! Mounts. That would be. Oh, sick. you're trying to rope them into something. Now. I could, so Just let the, it happen. The, the teaser for it is literally about a maybe 30 frames of the snake roaring, and that's it. I know. <laughs> dude, there's nothing, dude. There's nothing. That's now, why I said good luck, buddy. Now, like, here's I... here's the only thing about it is it shows all the bosses of Land of the Morning Light, and then it ends on the snake. So. That still doesn't tell us anything because it could literally just be they showed us all the bosses and the new one that's coming, or they show us all the existing boss rush uh, bosses and then they're like, oh, and the world boss, boom, here it is. So who knows? <laughs> Can't figure <laughs> knows, it out. It's literally doesn't. It literally doesn't show anything. It's about thirty frames. It lasts for not even a full second. I don't think. And that's what I mean. Like, there's just so little information, and everyone is so confident. It's a boss blitz. It's good. Like, why? Like, nobody has any idea what yeah. it actually is. That's the I, problem I'm with excited, it. though, because we can sit here and speculate on it and global release. So, you know. Yeah, global release is always good. Global release is always good. Um, assuming now, it is a boss rush, problem. it makes me less, less excited. I'm going to be honest. Here's my problem. There are nine bosses in the boss rush right now. There are three for each aura. If they add a tenth boss and they mess up the perfect balance of three three and three i'm gonna lose it that is true <laughs> no like, cat that actually is actually gonna make me true. so mad like you don't even understand how mad that's actually gonna make me if they do that that's actually not that's actually a good point and i was kind of hoping that it would be a world boss just because then we have a world boss in mm. the new region and it's another chance at like the crystals mm. devo earring mm. All that stuff mm. that we really, yeah. really want, but are gated behind weekly. Con so I was kind of hoping it was going to be a, a world boss, and they haven't come out with one in a while. Now over to Jay. Uh, Jay was just uh, Jay. We'll circle back to the to the um, to the potential new region stuff. We'll, we'll get there. It's like a whole nest, like the next thing. Um, but as for mm. the world boss content, um, what do you, what would you want to see in a new world boss? Like what has been working in world bosses in the past, and what doesn't work? Um, so right now world bosses are, are basically like like dummies you hit until they die, like loot pinatas, basically, right? And so the question is, do we want another loot pinata or do we want a world boss that actually has like genuine mechanics that the players have to work together to defeat? And I'm thinking maybe the way they implement this, because console, right, they actually put Garmoth, the world boss, on a guild scroll. So maybe this boss could be summoned through a guild scroll and your guild has to like do the mechanics to successfully defeat it, basically like a guild raid. So maybe that would be a way to implement this boss. And, well, what actually, what actually, I don't like a loot pinata world boss, but like, mm -hmm. what do we like about world bosses mechanically? What's your favorite world boss right now? Either my favorite world boss. Jay, yeah. I, I have one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jay go first. <laughs> um, it's because mine's I don't gonna really have a favorite die. world boss to be was honest. It? Yeah, and the World's reason you don't just... is because they're bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that Pretty would be much. the reason. I just wait. I hit it once and then just wait for exactly. Me, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Tiltus. Uh huh. So the best world boss, as far as the most enjoyable one to kill, is actually Merka, because there are mechanics based around that world I mean, boss Maraca, where the, you the giant Maraca, troll thing? Yeah, Mar- Maraca, oh, Maraca. Maraca, yes, Maraca, Maraca. Maraca. Oh, sorry, Merka, Merka. Yeah. Like who? No, Maraca <laughs> is Maraca. I think the most fun because you gotta like. You have to bring cannons to kill him. Like you have to sit there and pump cannons into him, and then he staggers, and then he falls down, and that's where the big DPS phase happens. Oh. Uh, it's like an actual world boss. It's what world bosses were supposed to feel like. The rest of them are just loot pinatas, but like that one actually has a mechanic that used to work. And back in the day, when everybody was fiending for that base level ogre ring, that was like the only way to get them. So, um, you know, like that was actually fun. Um, the rest of the world bosses don't aren't that enjoyable and like garmoth has kind of like his bootleg leftover version of a, of his former self where you know he used to have the totems and all that shit and then he was you know the destroyer of crystals back in the day um and people hated that mechanic so much that they actually just made it now it's just the cactums and that's it um <laughs> but yeah bosses are like world bosses are fun like i miss the like that is one thing bdo really likes heavily in its world boss category it's just like some nice fun interactive bosses with unique mechanics where we can go do cool stuff like morocco where it's like all right the guilds better roll up with their cannons you know and get their cannons out and start pumping cannonballs into his legs so that he'll fall over and then we can big dps him because he hurts well back in the day back in the day he hurt really bad like if you were in 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 his face when he swung a melee attack like you were going down like that that boss did not play around back in the day so um i wish they would bring it back like those kind of mechanics yeah no i i think that world bosses are fundamentally misdesigned in this Mm -hmm. game um they're just not fun um Mm -hmm. So I was kind of hoping that if it was going to be a world boss, that there would be some sort of mechanic or something. I, I actually kind of like the way that field bosses are more designed um, because they're definitely smaller and they don't attract the entire server uh, necessarily. Uh, and then they, you can do like chains where you can just swap server to server to kind of mm-hmm. uh, bang it out mm-hmm. with each other, um, which is kind of cool. But I think that world bosses as a whole are just kind of fundamentally I, and I don't even know. This is the one of the first things. I don't even really know what they do to fix this. If you add mechanics, yeah. people are gonna get bored with it and not want to. Like people, lazy yeah. people aren't gonna want to do it. But like, and if and if it has a one shot mechanic too, like people aren't gonna go on their mains because you like they don't want to lose crystals and stuff. It's too valuable to go on your main um, and do that kind of content. So oh yeah, should they remove um, crystal like loss from world bosses? Oh. 110 percent that's like a no-brainer should have happened like five years ago like type no-brainer like that's the low-hanging fruit um because if they want to if they want to design more interesting bosses Mm -hmm. they have to convince people to do them on their mains otherwise you know like dps phases on world bosses aren't gonna aren't gonna go well because nobody's gonna bring them i have a crazy idea for world bosses what if they turned the world bosses into boss blitz bosses and they actually they had like the same difficulty and mechanics as the current boss blitz and then that would that would be something people could challenge as well so that would be a way to like reuse those bosses in a way oh so you're saying are you saying get rid of them entirely like, well not get rid of them entirely okay. but um 
they would just have their own like unique fight. Um, but the bo- the current bo- world bosses will, will still stay there, stay and they there, might okay. take a little bit of the mechanics from the boss splits and then add it to the actual world boss, and that helps you teach teach players the mechanic for the boss blitz version of Karanda or something or for Zaka yep. or something. So you instantly intrigued my mind and my mind instantly started going like a mile a minute just now because uh, I'm now I'm sitting here going, man, I want a Serendia boss blitz. And then, oh, wait, I want a Calfion boss blitz. Like Now, now I'm <laughs> lost in the rabbit hole. I'm lost in the sauce over here because you put this idea in my head. <laughs> um, I think that would be cool. Um, I think it gives them an opportunity to do these more interactive bosses um, while keeping world bosses like kind of the way that they've already kind of decided yeah. that they want world bosses to be just be loop in the autos because that's essentially mm-hmm. what they are right now. Um, so maybe that's an option. Um, I don't know. I don't I can't think of a way to fix the current version of world bosses. The only thing that I can think of is to give us better incentives on more challenging bosses that like are going to make people want to do that world boss like i mean when i think of morocco like the reason people rolled up with you know their entire guild and you know like five cannons and shot cannonballs at morocco's legs is because back in the day nobody had base ogre rings everybody wanted a base ogre ring because it was the highest you know, necklace you could get in the game at the time, you know. Um, and so it was a really sought after item. So everybody, you know, rolled up and tried to get it. Um, the game does not, none of the bosses right now, and I mean none of them, have that feeling of, man, I they really need to. to get this. Yeah, um, exactly. When they, when, when they didn't, when people didn't have Zarka weapons or Dandy weapons, they, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely the same feeling before. And I'm yeah. not sure if... They should add anything else to it. Perhaps maybe like a, I don't know. Um, you know how like the Nuvrakant is from Bloodstorm Nuvra? I mm-hmm. feel like that would be the the best way to go about um, incentivizing going to world bosses if they, is if they add like a unique cosmetic to those world bosses. Yeah. yeah. No, I like the cosmetics. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I just don't really like the loot. It's, I don't know if there's very much that's actually going to make me go to world bosses unless it's fundamental gear upgrades that I absolutely need. And then yeah. that's just not a good way to design it at all. Right? Uh, like Garmoth's hard, That's for the example. reason we got to, yeah, it's the reason we go to Garmoth every single, you know, couple of days. It's the reason we go to Bell out, two man. days. True. I've she never is, one. Yeah, she is. I've never gotten one either. I've been going for years. Um, mm-hmm. And I have two Garmoth's hearts, but they were both obtained from the marketplace. Uh, fortunately, when they were relatively obtainable. Um. So, uh, okay, all right. That's enough about the uh, the world bosses. Again, I don't really have a fix for it either. Yeah, and, like that I was one's hoping a weird that, one. Yeah, it's just strange because the servers just can't handle that many people in one place, and like making it mechanically challenging is is tough because the lag, you know, mm-hmm. to like and um, the risk that's associated with it currently. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that the biggest change that I could say is that you just need to remove. Um, you have to Crystal remove loss. that. Yeah, crystal loss from world bosses altogether. Yeah. But okay. Which the thing uh, is, they already have that little world boss icon whenever you're fighting a boss. You know, the little dragons that pop up on the like little orb you can't ever turn off. It's always there whenever you're fighting a world boss. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have that on your screen, then you're immune from losing crystals. You know, there you go. Because you can only get that icon when you're next to a world boss. Um, so I don't know. Figure it out. There's got to be an easy fix for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, now, looking ahead, Jay touched on this just a little bit before, but the expansions beyond the Kingdom of Hasso, um, 
are a big honestly we're kind of like preluded to like foreshadowing uh during the main storyline if you were paying attention jay i'm wondering yeah. what are your thoughts on it once you flesh it out and then what are our thoughts on potentially like the upcoming expansions because like would you rather see the rest of the land of the morning light or would you rather see the southern Medaya or the dwarves or like what or, or this new um bird place well land of so Storm land of bird. morning lights sort of exclusive content was centered around a like a solo boss blitz pve mode and i was thinking since black desert has started pushing more towards the you know like a deeper narrative you know i think a story centered around the black spirits and perhaps you know an overarching story of the black desert uh would be a really cool idea like i'm sure you've you've done the comet sylvia storyline before you know how, like the the player has to restore the light of camisilv right because mm -hmm. the tree lost its power and stuff but why did it lose its power it's because in video history the black spears invaded camisilvia and the elves needed power to defend themselves and you know the saying history repeats itself so let's say history is repeating itself and the black spirits are invading maybe another region for some specific reason and maybe that specific reason may or may not be related to elezra you know so i think a scenario type pve event yeah so i think maybe a scenario type pve event uh, content or essentially a PvE raid against the Black Spirit invasion would be my idea of a new regions exclusive content. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so where that will be though, it's it's a different question. I don't know which one will be. So I want Land of the Morning Light two before I want any other expansions. Um, and the reason I want Land of the Morning Light two before the other expansions is because this one was obviously written with the story in mind. If we get Medaya 2, or if we get Ooh, yeah, uh, right Magoria 2, or if we get Valencia 2, they're going to have to redo those stories to at least <laughs> make me be interested in them. Because right now. Two? I'm sorry. You said Margoria 2. <laughs> That's never happened. I just, I'm just, I need my, but... for my own comment. That's just never going to happen for, for our boat <laughs> content uh, listeners out there. It's never happening. I've already conceded it. All right, continue. I'm sorry. So, so sorry, Diltus. Go ahead. Um... But like, if they're gonna do, if they're gonna do Madaya two, if they're gonna do Valencia two, um, like they're gonna have to redo those stories to make them on par and make them interesting to at least to the level that Balnos, uh, you know, is and Balnos is a, it's not, it doesn't hold a flame to Land of the Morning Light or Mountain of Eternal Winter. Like it's entertaining, you know, it takes you like four hours to complete it or whatever. It's not that bad, but um if even that actually it might even be shorter than that but i want land of the morning light 2 because i don't want to have to go redo madaya 1 to catch up on on the cutscenes or to catch up on the lore out there because they're going to change things around to make it fit the new narrative that they're trying to tell um and the demon land sounds sick it sounds so mm -hmm. cool like that is by far probably one of the regions i'm most interested in um but I'm not doing Valencia 1 and 2 ever again. I refuse. You cannot make me. Even if you revamp the content with new cutscenes, I'm not doing it. Uh, it's not going to happen. I refuse. Um, so give me Land of the Morning Light 2 first, then you can worry about that other stuff. I'm actually invested in that story. What if, and hear me out, let's say we get Valencia 2 next. They redid the whole Valencia storyline. The whole thing. Start to finish, and they forced you to play through all the Valencia storyline and then into the new and it played into the new expansion. Like, like what if they just re basically just rewrote, uh, history on that in that regard. 
Um, like I, I think that that's probably the only way that they can go back and kind of retcon. Like, mm. um, when was Valencia first released? Like a long NBA time ago. Twenty. 18, 2017? 18, 17 or 18. Yeah, okay, so it released exactly in 2016. One. Then they got Madaya, so it was probably late. Is either late 17 or early 18. Mm -hmm. um, it was out by the time I was playing, so probably late 17. And then Kama was next, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and I, like, do you guys feel like they should go, when they go to expand Madaya in Valencia, um, do you think they should just redo those whole storylines because they're just... yeah. Like, or do you like those storylines for some obscure no. reason? Okay, good. Um, we can still be friends. Like, bro, those <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. The, the storylines. Yeah, yeah. Wrong people yeah, have but... opinions too, but like, I. <laughs> I those storylines are miserably bad. I mean, no, yeah. not even. It's just that you can't even compare it, right? You compare no, it to yeah, Land of the well, Morning Light. That's, that's, well, that's what I was saying. Like, like, how long was it released? And that's probably, you know, why it was not written as well, right. was because, you know, Land of Morning Light was 2023 and this was mm -hmm. 2017. So the writing well, it's like team was the... probably not as paid as much, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that was not definitely even the reason. That, just <laughs> their way of their way of storytelling was so bad back then too like even if the the stories may potentially be actually that good that was the focus they, right that was yeah. the focus back then right yeah, yeah but still just like the way they told the stories like the lengths of what you have to do like do you really want to go dig in the desert again who in <laughs> the right whoa, whoa, whoa. Mind... put the gun put the gun down <laughs> step away the from right the shovel mine designed the shovel. you know what i mean <laughs> like like that's just that was like a no-no from the very beginning to make us go dig in the desert a thousand and one times oh, like dude. there's an old old clip of me it's from one of my very first streams ever it was before i ever even started streaming i just happened to be streaming um my valencia 2 playthrough and i got the i was shoveling right and i was for hours I was shoveling and I hit, I was popping energy posts and, and I was at the very end of my rope, no energy pots left, no energy. I mean, thousands of energy spent trying to shovel in the desert. I had a protractor out on the screen, trying to line it up with the guide and figure out where exactly the shovel needed to be facing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and on the very last energy tick, I got it. Yeah. And I, Oh God, I just lost my, it was the first time I ever lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> over content and video and while it was a good memory i would never wish that on mm -hmm. anyone so like <laughs> i think that when it comes out and i think it's a good opportunity to be honest with you i think it would be a great opportunity mm -hmm. i think they should come out with Medaya or valencia uh as one of the next expansions just because it's a good opportunity to go back and rewrite all of the crap that you yeah. messed up on the first time because mm -hmm. then new players exploring it can be like oh this seems like a congruent story right because right yeah, now as a new player you're you're going that's to land of the morning with, um, light. Sorry. Go ahead. No, Jim. Go, go. No, I was gonna say that's what happened with um that one game, um Final Fantasy, right? Then they make a Realm Reborn. They, yeah. Yeah, that one. A Realm they Reborn is not the, the original world. story of fucking the Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> not even close. Really? Um, they literally yes. like destroyed the we, whole world. They read it. I talked into about it, right? that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was it was they literally they butchered. Final Fantasy 14 so badly that the original servers were only live for six months. It was that bad. And at the end, you can find the you can there's a there's a clip of somebody that recorded it. At the very end of Final Fantasy 14, the original game, 
there was giant meteors that came down and nuked the entire server. Everything was gone. And at that point, they turned the servers off. They rebuilt the entire game and re-released it. And that's why it's called Final Fantasy XIV of Realm Reborn is because it's literally not the original version of Final Fantasy. It's not even close. And that's when they were like, okay, we're actually going to make it good. Um, so revamping the story is totally something they can do. Balanos is actually not that bad. It's, uh, it's not like no. the most... Engaging Don't let him have this. In the world. Don't let him have this. It's terrible. <laughs> it is thing. not that Start bad. To you look, like fighting look, to put right it in now? perspective. To put it in perspective, when I did the stream of going all through Balanos, and like by the time I was at the end, I was like kind of ready to go on to Serendia, and then I got to Serendia and I realized it wasn't voice acted, and I had to sit there and read all the dialogue out myself. I was like. Yeah, my, my desire to do this immediately just plummeted straight to zero because I was, like, ready to keep going. And then it was just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm done with this. Like, you can revamp it. I'll come back and do it. Um, yeah, but I don't think they can do what the Final Fantasy did. You can't no, just see, no, no, they, no, no, like, no, no, Final no, no, Fantasy no, no, no. could just nuke the world and start over and nobody's cares. If you nuke the world, I am fairly certain there are going to be, there's going to be a class action oh, lawsuit. There, yeah, Screw the riots in exodus. the streets. There yeah. would be... People would get pissed. Even if you let them have all of their uh, their stuff, there's things that people are attached to. I think their yeah. only way of redoing this is one region at a time, wipe mm -hmm. the old storyline, mm -hmm. and redo it um, correctly, a lot like they did yeah. the Land of the Morning Light. Because right now, as a new player, you spawn in, Land of the Morning Light, amazing. Look at this great story. It's nice and fleshed out. Looks like there's like backstory and stuff. And then you get to like the Calpheon quest line, you're like... <laughs> You want me to what? What? Like it's like that. It's like that black guy in the meme. He's so excited in the first picture, and then and then his smile goes away. And the second, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What happened here? Why is Valencia so terrible? I'm trying to remember what happened you know? in Calfion. Was you it don't. Uh, Jordine? Uh, uh, Calfion is the Jordine. Jordine. No, no. Let me sum yeah, it up. Let me Jordine. sum up all 210 quests for you. Jordine Elezra. <laughs> done. Jordine. So is that what actually no? Jordine Elezra no. and Calfion. It's what? not. In, it's not entirely always, what happens. Elezra's everywhere, bro. She's just an ethereal <laughs> being that appears there every time I do something in the game. Like so we... in Calfion, there's the whole plague situation, which is kind of what plugs you into Calfion. It's like one of the first things you do when you get to the city. You have to go figure out the the plague. You have to go to Keplin. There in Keplin, all the miners are being turned to stone. So you got to figure out the cause of that. Um, and then at some point you link up with Jordine and Jordine is like, Hey, I need your help. Well, it turns out Jordine is actually evil and is using you to amass power so he can turn into the, the dragon or whatever. He so. let a coup. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just nuke all of that. Yeah. Just, 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 just get, yeah. Nuke that was all what I just that. described was not good. So. Well, you, know the black, you know, the meteor so in Star's bad. End, just throw yeah. that onto Kofi. Yeah. It hit the wrong <laughs> expansion. You know what I mean? <laughs> The meteor hit the wrong part of the continent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think um, I think they really could. They could just nuke all of that and start over again. Yeah, they could even I, include Heidel Castle as a brand new yeah. an area. Well, that's, you know what I mean? That's what I was saying too. Is like that's the reason I want Land of the Morning Light Two first is because I'm way more invested in Land of the Morning Light Two. And in order for them to release like Medaya two, they're gonna have to go do like revamp Medaya one. Otherwise, I'm not gonna give two shits about it. Um, 
And that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, I don't want to wait for Madaya 1 to come out and then have to also wait for Madaya 2 to come out after that. I just want my Land of the Morning Light 2 because I need closure. You left me on the world's biggest cliffhanger ever. <laughs> Beyond one. No. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that yeah spoiler alert um i did Yanma's... not see that coming and yeah, i actually don't even i unexpected. still i still don't even yeah so spoiler alert for our listeners that have not done it you have a couple seconds um to turn off your headphones but i actually don't think yan was still even a bad a bad guy but i actually do like the way that mm -hmm. yan would betray well, betrayal is such a strong word she just yeah. walked in and killed a bunch of people but aside from that um <laughs> Well, she really knocked them unconscious. Let's be let's be clear. She knocked them unconscious, mm -hmm. and she took the orb. Cause, and again, I like that they made it morally ambiguous. Yep. She's doing it to try to help save her father, and she's not trying to brother. kill uh, and know her brother. brother. Yeah, brother. Um, and she's doing it not. Uh, so she's trying to save her brother, and she's not trying to kill any extra people or do any extra mm -hmm. things, right? She, but she does. She does have a plot. It is nefarious. Um, and it is for a good. Uh, you know. The world has been burned to the ground before on good intentions, and I like I like that they did that. Yeah, I yeah, because I was I was in the same boat, and even even Dulceway is in the same boat where he's like, "Well, she's gonna go wake up the evil god in the mountain," you know, mm -hmm. like that could be bad or it could be good, you know. If she <laughs> thinks she can actually like harness the power of him, like you know, like it could be good. She's trying to save her brother, um, you know. I. I I enjoyed it. You know, it, it was it was a very good plot twist. Um, there's a um, there's I a really fun um, uh, Easter egg if you're playing a Wusa or Megu, is that at the end she actually calls you um, um, half sister because um because Wusa and Megu are like the twin twin princesses yeah. that were like hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, additionally, Dulceway also calls you like he he figures out that you're a princess and he continues to call you princess in the at the epilogue too. Ah, that's really cool. The Easter egg. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that a lot. That made me, that makes me happy. Uh, yeah, no, like I, I think they did a great job with it. Um, yeah. I will say that. Um, so if Land of the Morning Light two releases next, the question I'm gonna ask you guys is: Do you want it to just be more boss blitz stuff, or would you rather actually have? I mean, because like I was trying to tell Jay before, I find mm -hmm. myself lacking. I want to hang out in the new region because it's so fleshed mm. out and really cool, but I got mm. nothing to do. I have mm -hmm. no re I have no reason to go grind or like do stuff. There's nothing to, to keep Actually, me in the um, region. So do you guys want more boss a... rush stuff or do you want um uh grind zones and stuff? Go ahead, Jay. Well there there was an interesting idea um that I saw in chat where you would they would just use Elvia Realm as a way to add like mobs to grind in the new region if they wanted to. Because it's a it's yeah. a completely different region, right? Chat so, is game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea to make people to make players stay in that region. What I would like to see for like the the next version of that expansion would be a hey, you know, Land of the Morning Light One is all about the boss splits. You can add Elvia Realm if you really want, you know. Um, but then Land of the Morning Light Two is all about. Um, you know, like back to tried and true BDO, you know, mob grinding, just make them interesting, you know, make them group grind spots, you know, outside of the main story and stuff like that. Um, so I don't want to see boss blitz too. I, I like the mechanic. I, I really like the mechanic actually. Um, but you can work on other like versions of that, maybe for like field bosses, you know, in the main, in the base game or something like that. 
Um, I would like, I'd rather see them introduce, you know, a reason to stay in this new zone besides just doing the ball splits or hunting boars indefinitely for all of eternity. Yeah, I personally would rather see at least one or two grind zones, dude. Mm -hmm. Give me a reason to be here. Um, like, I'm not entirely certain what that looks like. I like the Elvia realm idea. It's always a yeah. possibility. It's pretty easy to throw in there. Why not? Um, but like, yeah, I, I think that there needs to be some grind zone, something extra to do that requires mm. me to spend hours in the new expansion. Um, have either of you, of course you haven't, um, the new, uh, boat. <laughs> oh, the Panoxon? Uh, no. Well, okay. So the pan, yeah, the Panoxon, I've started my weeklies. I have begun the journey, um, toward the new boat. It's four months. Mm -hmm. weeklies. Four months. I told of you weeklies. it was hard. Four to months. Weekly. Oh my god. Four yeah. straight months of doing this weekly every week, mm -hmm. and I told and, you, and basically just a hundred k crow coins. Yep. Horrendously designed. Literally, just suck the fun out of all boat content. Don't even bother if this is the way you're gonna approach boat content. I'm gonna be honest with you. Gating it behind the weeklies. I like doing the dailies. Believe it or not, I liked going to Portiferia mm -hmm. and doing dailies that were not required, but progressing content that I wanted to progress, like boat content, mm -hmm. right? I liked doing that. Instead, it is a weekly that I can only, I have to remember to have like a timer set to do this once a week, every week. And then it's just 100K crow coins. There's no gathering involved. I, I don't, like, I thought I was going to have to go around the new region and gather all these new materials for my boat, remember uh, all that time that we used to have to spend chopping logs for your Aferia sailboat? You know what I mean? Yep. You're constantly chopping usable trees. Scantling right, usable scantling like... and all the other materials that you needed for it, like the cotton and stuff, like processing all that stuff. I was hoping it was going to be more of that, and instead we got, all right, it's just four months of weeklies that you bang out, 10 or 15 minutes a, uh, a week, um, and then you just pay 100K crow coins, and there's your boat. That's it. That's all there yep. is to it. And I, it's just so horrendously designed. And then on top of it, they didn't even think it through. The new uh, Panox Sun is literally, uh, first of all, it's a box on the water. So aesthetically, it's not doing it for me. But like that like set aside, I don't care. It's new boat content. I'm making it. I don't care if it looks like a like a literal penis sticking out of the water. I don't care. I'm making it. Um, but like note to self. Uh, the the way it's designed it has really low base stats but it's a it's a warship right so it's got low cannon reload time there is no gear for it as far as we're aware so you can't even put gear on it so it's base mm -hmm. stats are what you get um uh which is bad because they like they don't even have green gear for it which means you can't even really do much with it it's kind of a uh, what are you gonna do but like on top I think of that they are adding uh green gear according to uh chris okay, well, where's my blue gear video. too Oh, uh, I don't know. It's yeah, right. Like, I, I want all of that stuff. Otherwise, it's not going to be competitive with anything that's currently out. But it's okay. Let's say we get the green gear. They didn't think through the sailors. So the idea here is that you're, you're it's a warship, right? So its base war stats are pretty good, but not nearly close to the Carracks. However, it has way more sailor slots. Yeah, way, way more on. sailor slots, right? Um, so, like, you can put any combination of sailors that you want on this boat and really optimize, customize this boat to your own liking as opposed to having the carracks which are okay there's one carrick for each thing and it has a very mm. specific base set that's really good um this mm. is not used for bartering at all this thing cannot be used for bartering it's got like twelve thousand weight and all twelve thousand weight is going to be used before you get excited all of that is on sailors sailors are extremely heavy you have like one goblin weighs 300 pounds how we have no mm -hmm. idea 
but like <laughs> that's all of your weight is in it's sailors boy, specifically man. so it's not a bartering ship it's specifically combat so you're optimizing for combat um and i like that you can hone that however they didn't give us five new sailor slots for free you still have, you have to go into the pearl shop i don't even like like you can put 15 sailors on this boat yeah you have to expand you have to go pearls. yeah yeah you have to go into the pearl shop and actually spend like 45 dollars or, or like 50 50 60 bucks to just get the sailor slots you need for this boat on top of that you, you you need you don't just need 15 you need like 20 or 30 sailor slots which i don't even think is possible because you have your own carrots the only people that are doing this are people that already own carrots um probably um and you already have sailors for your carrick and you don't want to use those sailors for your for your new panox home right like so yep. you need more sailors on top of that bro you're talking a hundred bucks just to get out the door on this thing like mm -hmm. I, this was so poorly designed the weeklies are poorly designed the 100k crow coins is this a joke man crow coins are like oh my man crow coins are already difficult enough to get and they're required for like everything that you do on the ocean which is great and everything but requiring them to make a boat that is literally basically entry level to get onto the ocean is obnoxious is absolutely yeah. obnoxious i understand requiring crow coins for the blue gear i understand requiring crow coins for the green gear to equip your boat but not to build the boat like like it's that's obnoxious um so the 100k crow coin requirement is obnoxious the weekly is absurd should have been a daily and it should have been two months of dailies um like you just do the dailies every day instead of four months of once a week i have to remember to do my boat weekly it's just horrendously designed. anyway i just wanted to touch on that real quick because i know you guys aren't doing it but i well, am going through suffering and you <laughs> so guys need to I was, be aware of i was actually going to follow you up i was i was thinking about dabbling in it because I, I actually like the aesthetic of the new boat because i'm a weirdo um but you have to kill fucking uh goldmont pirate ships for the weekly yeah. And I was like, that's really easy. I don't have a Carrick, so. <laughs> no, 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 but you have friends with Carricks. I mean, yeah, I mean, Plural. that's true, but that means I have to, that means I have to go grab, you know, somebody but, that will take no, me out. You can go with blue. No, 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 to be clear, it's, it's you fully obtainable. You could just have a Bartali boat and get this done. Um, I'm going to make, I, like, I'm, I'm in the process. I got to make an everything ocean and boats guide and everything, and it'll include the Panox on there. will be a section on it. But, like, you could theoretically make the Panox on without having a single other boat. Um, either you have someone do the, the weekly for you or you sail out on your own boat uh, and you can leave an alt out there as it is completable on different characters. So you can literally just sail your boat out there with a, a furious sailboat, for example. You just sail it out there um, and all you have to kill is one small gold mount battleship. Oh, okay. Anywhere on the map. Oh, okay. Or no, you have to kill three. I'm sorry, you have to kill three. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Three. But like anywhere on the map anywhere on the map so you could literally just park it really close to like portaferia or like right mm -hmm. on top of those uh, and none of them Wait, will I aggro it was the, i thought it the was big the ones? gold nope i thought it was the i thought the weekly was the one that gives the gold um crap i can't think of what so the weekly only requires you to kill the small gold mount battleships it actually doesn't even complete okay. if you try to kill a medium or a large it won't even complete mm -hmm. you must kill the small gold mount battleships oh okay. um and the gold mount battleships drop like this this new drop there's like these two new drops that drop from them and they help you complete like by presumably by the four months that you've done the weekly you have like the the amount of drops you need as long as you're picking up the loot every time uh you might oh, have to okay. do a few more but like it's really not that many more 
but it's obtainable. Yeah, it's going to take you definitely a lot longer if you have to go off, manually fire the cannon. If you don't have self-firing cannons, yeah, it's going to take you. Yeah, it's going to take you a second. Go make, go make the caravel or the uh, whatever the freaking. Or just called. make like, the improved sailboat if you have to, yeah. or something like. It doesn't take as long as like you have self. As long as you have the self-firing cannons, it's a joke. And, and I have a second carrick that is just sitting on those. It's just sitting on the on the battleships <laughs> on the and so i just yeah. swap over i one shot the battleships and then i swap back i complete my weekly and i'm done um but like that's it man it's just i don't know it's just kind of i wanted to see i wanted to see underwater gathering and glue and lobsters come back i'm gonna keep it a bean <sighs> sadly the world and they could have made like a whole new coral reef system around like uh -huh. the kingdom of hasso and mm. stuff that says the world shines on terrestrial dwellers <laughs> obnoxious um I don't know, i'm gonna make it anyway in spite of them i'm gonna make it maybe anyway. there is a like a hidden coral reef that nobody has found yet in the new region have you explored the ocean no, under there's there? nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there other there's than nothing what was there okay <laughs> there's nothing really there um like i'll keep swimming but ain't, ain't keep swimming. um all right so the final topic that i want to talk about and i know we're running over a little bit are the workers and nodes this shouldn't take too too long First of all, how, how do we feel about the contribution distribution in this in, distribution in this new region as opposed to previous regions? Uh, mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a concept. One contribution for each node. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, oh my gosh, it's three total contribution for pine timber and pine sap. <laughs> I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not like mm -hmm. 14 contribution to get one node that's bringing in pine. Woo! Um, like, yeah, no, that, that, that is really great. How do you guys feel? And Jay, you brought this up, um, mm. in your outline here. Um, how do you guys feel about the Dokebi forest can only actually, you can only apply Dokebi workers to the Dokebi forest. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Jay first, I, I, yeah, yeah I, th I thought it was like a really interesting, I thought I was like, um, bugged at first because i was trying to put my 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 what is it called my dull the soul worker whatever the human worker yeah. on the duck because i had like it was connected i was like why is this happening and then i i, I realized that you have to put duckaby workers on that mm -hmm. so i thought that was a really interesting idea where you know when we when we when the auto recovery system for workers came out right we were all concerned whether artisan giants still had a niche so I think maybe introducing um, and reworking pre-existing nodes to allow for certain race-specific workers can give giants and other less commonly used workers like Fetus or Papu or Dwarves a lot more value. Like, let's say there's a really, really rare item in Valencia, but only a Dwarf worker can go on that node, right? I think that would add a lot of depth to the node worker system rather than just relying on goblins for everything nowadays. So yeah, I think it was a really interesting idea. I think they should expand upon it that way. Um, so also, uh, that's not entirely true with the goblins. Goblins and giants are are very comparable if you have a good version of each. Um, well, there was a I linked it. You didn't read it. Blue. I I know you remember I, seeing the numbers. Yep. It was mm -hmm. a gazillion yep. numbers. <laughs> somebody yeah. did the somebody did the it's math. Wild. And if good giants uh, are still good giants, good goblins are still good goblins. The one that is left out is the humans. <laughs> still not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, your giants from you know that you had from days you know days gone when you were you know couldn't couldn't feed your workers uh, all the time. Um, they're still good. If you have good ones, they're still good. 
um, they're comparable to one another. So all is not lost there. But um, that is an interesting concept because Fattus, and especially with trash crates gone, uh, what is it? The the artisan papus that you used to put in old wisdom tree, yeah, those are worthless now. J are blue. Do you even have papu workers in old wisdom tree anymore? Oh, those aren't useless. Papus are great. Yeah. Well, not an old wisdom like tree, goblins, right? Yeah, not well, an old the, wisdom the, tree, but I haven't been drawn. With, uh, the trick have... with old wisdom tree was the trash, the trash crates. Back yeah, in the I day. don't. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't really like old wisdom trees, so I don't actually have any worker. And, and I have a very extensive worker empire, and like mm -hmm. I have, I have like 112 artisan workers that all have a job. Um, so like, and they're all fleshed out and done. I don't actually have any workers in old wisdom tree because I find that the nodes around it are actually just so much contribution or just not worthwhile that I just don't care. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the moss, um, yeah, the moss tree sap node sucks too, man. Like that, like they all suck. Every single node around old wisdom tree kind of sucks. But papu workers are actually pretty good. I just don't like that they keep using the same design. Papus are goblins. Okebis are basically goblins. Um, mm -hmm. I know that Jay just said that they weren't, but I promise you that they basically are goblins. And then the, <laughs> and the humans are literally humans. And then the other one um the turtles are get this the turtles uh, giants they're the giants yeah um <laughs> so like the yeah that's cool and everything i actually don't like the worker specific i think it's okay to do it for like lore specific stuff like this like you have yeah. one or two nodes that are like okay you have to put the okay workers on that node or they won't let them into that region that's fair um but i think it kind of destroys the worker system and like the freedom you have with setting up your worker empire uh, mm -hmm. if you do that with too many nodes. Um, but like as they just add a lot more complexity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As they've set it up here, I like it. But like, yeah, no more of that yeah. unless it's very lore specific. But yeah, yeah, little one offs like that are fine. The weird thing about that is that I'm surprised you can't put humans on it because uh Dokebis love the Mr. Kims. Mr. Kim's <laughs> So I like still regardless don't know of who Mr. What, uh... Kim is. I still don't understand who Mr. Kim is. And at that's, this point, I'm just too afraid what, they refer to humans. Yeah, it's what yeah. Dokebis call humans. They're just Mr. Uh -huh. Kims. Um, that couldn't possibly be because Jay has a massive ego and it's Jay He Kim owns the he company. <laughs> I just realized that. couldn't that. possibly be that reason, could it? Um, They're referring to him, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That was the Why first thing I thought of. Why did you ruin it? Why did you ruin that for me? I'm so sorry that that is 100% um, the reason. No question. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. And I liked it. Honestly, one of my favorite parts about the new expansion, they finally are getting contribution right, bro. Stop forcing mm -hmm. me to spend 45 contribution to get a wild bearing, bro. <laughs> what mm -hmm. is going on? Um, yeah, con connect the stars in, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Have oh. fun. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I love it. I love it to death. All right, any closing thoughts that you guys want to add here? Uh, I'll go first. I'll, I'll go ahead and hop on. Um, so I, I'm a super huge fan of the boss blitzes. I think they just absolutely nailed that part out of the park. I think the storyline for Land of the Morning Light is also phenomenal. Um, I, even compared to like really good stories in other games, I think it it is still a good story regardless of how you look at it. Um, is it as good as Heavensward? No. Is it as good as WoW? 
I've never played WoW, so I don't have an opinion on that. No. Um, allegedly, no. Um, but I think it's good. I think it is is 110% the best step story-wise that they've taken yet. So keep doing that. Um, and yeah, I, I think just you've got a formula now. Introduce a really cool, very deep, fleshed-out mechanic with each new expansion, and you'll probably have expansions that continue to just rise in popularity. Um because Boss Blitz is fantastic. Uh, even mm. the rest of the expansion aside, it's exactly what I think PvE players and BDO were looking yeah. for. Um, competitive PvE content that doesn't have to do with grinding circles. It's what I have mm. been waiting for for years. Um, so I think they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, okay, and Tiltus, your outro? Yeah, I'm Tiltus TV. Uh, I am a content creator for BDO. I do lots of PvP. I shot call for the uh, excuse me. I shot call for the Alliance Solace. Um, I'm a uh, fledgling life skiller trying to get deeper into that, and I uh, am now very intrigued in the story of BDO. Um, I play a lot of Dark Souls, so if you enjoy Dark Souls uh, style streams or anything like that, or you want to talk to somebody that knows way too much about Dark Souls, uh, feel free to you know pop by sometime. I can talk your ear off about it for three days and not get tired. Um, and I stream every day of the week now. So what? Oh, yeah, you stream <laughs> every day. I stream every day right now. So oh my god, what the? F oh <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to remember, so my disclaimer, my disclaimer for that is that on Node War days, I only stream shot calling. Shot calling is on a delay and I do not interact with chat. That is, that is me and guild time. That is me as a leader of the guild. That is our time. We're doing our thing. We're trying to be competitive. Um, so that's the one disclaimer for every day of the week. Yes, I shot call three days of the week. So, you know not quite you know like hard deep no, you know you don't understand streaming your shot calling is absolutely content i've been living on the basis of this for years <laughs> i'm not don't saying that it's not i'm just saying it's a different sell the level <laughs> of content a... that you bring when you even if you don't interact with chat at all they eat that up they love watching you literally <laughs> pop blood vessels Oh, and almost yeah. died brain aneurysm. Oh, yeah. The the vein on my forehead, it gets really visible when I start shot calling. So um, if you want to see uh, the other bald man rage, uh, you can come check me out. Right on. Uh, and Jay, any closing thoughts on the expansion you wanted to get in? I know we didn't get to everything today. Yeah, I think um, Tiltus touched on everything I was going to say. But yeah, 100%. Like, this is amazing solo PvE content. I'm just only hoping that um that this was like, like they're capable like this this kind of has proven that they can create like meaningful and engaging boss fights and i'm really hoping that translates into um more group oriented uh pve content in the future mm. you know perhaps dungeons boss or raids with a friend more, yeah more of that <laughs> boss blitz with Ooh, a friend basically boss, that would be fun. yeah Jeez. Mm. that would be sick um, um yeah, yeah. i'm hi i'm jaycoon i do a lot of endgame pve content such as olin's the dungeons and now boss blitz and i'm happy to answer questions anything about the game so you can find me over at twitch.tv slash jaycoon vtv before the t oh my god jay i'm proud of you you got hi. through that yes. whole outro without mentioning your <laughs> gear score a single time oh my i'm god. so <laughs> proud of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he forgot um I forgot. <laughs>
yeah no uh and i am of course blue squadron we're doing all kinds of content on this channel i need to get i'm getting back on my youtube grind uh the big project this summer is of course youtube but we've been doing stream event after stream event after stream event and, and it, i'll admit it is taxing being a full-time creator the, during the summer uh i'm a teacher during the year so i become a part-time content creator there but um in the summer months this is my time when i can make as much content as humanly possible um so yeah i do shot calling content uh, a lot like tiltus does um on saturdays sundays are my chill grind streams i get to interact with chat we're always doing something weird on uh, sundays uh, and then Mondays is, are typically always fun day Mondays and Tuesdays are the old moon podcast as always. Remember you can find the old moon podcast on Spotify and Apple podcasts as well. Uh, you can also find it on my YouTube. It's usually posted a few hours after the podcast ends live here. Although I'm going to have to do a little extra editing as the audio at the beginning was a little scuffed. Um, <laughs> so I apologize to our listeners for that. There will be a little jump, but what are you going to do? Um, aside from that, guys, we absolutely love making this content. Please let us know how much you like or dislike the content in the comment section below or even on Spotify. You can subscribe and leave comments there as well. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your evening and week. Boys, we can't wait to do it. get back to it next week.